Ele. Sausage fingers. <laughs> It's Andrew Davis from Toon Talk. How is everybody this evening? It's, if you want to listen into the show, it's www.toontalk.co.uk or you can call the studio 0191-538-9781 and you can also go to www.novaradio.co.uk where you can listen to us via Google Play which means you can listen to us on your handset anywhere in the world because obviously our reach is quite big. Uh, you can listen to new. Uh, we talk about Newcastle United. We talk cricket. We talk football. We talk NFL. Whatever is on our mind, we will talk about it. Don't you worry about that. Well, it's been a splendid weekend for Newcastle. Not so good for Sunderland. And Middlesbrough did quite well at Arsenal, getting a good result there. Didn't see that one coming, I must admit. But um, all in all, ups and downs in the northeast, just like everyday life as we knew it. Well. Uh, my my co-host tonight this evening, and they can't call me Sausage Fingers tonight because I've done everything like an absolute boss. And it's lucky Keith's not here because I'm sh- I would just love to batter him on the phone. But uh, good evening to me. <laughs> no, it's not coming on. Oh, After man. last week, he's in London. Ah, he's in London. What a shame. Well, that brings you oh. quite deftly to our to my co-host Neil Mitchell calling from Dubai. Good evening, Neil. Evening, Andrew. I was, I was just wondering whether whether Keith was going to come on. We could, we could hear more about uh, doom and gloom on Wayside. Yeah, that's broke that's a, they broke yeah. a record, haven't they, or something? About this is, I mean, dear me, I, I thought we we did some terrible things. I mean, it's shocking, really. Only only us all in the northeast, really, all the northeast supporters can take things like that with the amazing melancholy that some of the tweets I've seen. Um, th- th- there was a brilliant one that one of the Sunderland fans tweeted with a fixtures list, and it was home away, home and away, home and away uh, for the next few fixtures. Even the fixtures list's laughing at work because it said ha 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 down the side, and I thought that mm-hmm. was brilliant. You know, the the black humour of a football fan. It 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 shouldn't be the way, but you know, um, it, it it's still the same that we we're still. <laughs> Still, the last one to win a Premiership game between the two. Um, good <laughs> God, that's just shocking. Yeah, we are. I think we're, is it we're nearly a third of the way through the season. Damn me! But there you go. It's that's the thing. Even even this weekend, um, you know, in Neil's in Chris on, I will talk about something. But mm. um, even the weekend that that uh, Big Sam is being linked with a return back with uh, a Chinese consortium, which to me it makes headlines and. Um, I think uh, we're due to get uh, Luke um, from uh, the Telegraph on. Um, oh, aye. 
um, you know, and he meant because he obviously led with the fact that um, that um, Newcastle there's been bids for Newcastle uh, from from China, which uh, yeah, I, I think it's a great story. Um, probably murmurings more than actual bids itself, I would suggest, um, because obviously we know ourselves with the two bids that came from the Middle East. Um, how yeah. the one the one that we know about would be f- f- would be far better in in that person's hands than what it would be for Chinese, because you never you never you know with that nation the way that they deal with things it's not the best. So, look, um, look, mate, it, uh, the the thing with 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 any consortium bid from anywhere else in the world for every good one there's a, there's a not so good one it's the same with consortia from here uh, you know you, you, if you read the open letter that Nottingham Forest owner mm-hmm. there was a Saudi um, openly wrote to the fans to clear up confusion that basically said once I get the right bid I'm off mm-hmm. <laughs> see you later lads sorry it didn't work out um, you know the, the, for, for every for every Middle East Eastern successful bid there's, there's owners that don't do quite so well mm-hmm. there seems to be you know more Chinese consortia than there are items on a Chinese takeaway menu doing the rounds at the minute and um, that, that's worrying because look we, we touch on China here because obviously based in the Middle East our teams from the UAE here play against Chinese and Korean teams in the African in the, in the Asian uh, Champions League and and it's dominated by Chinese and Korean and UAE teams and um, you see how the money's chucked around, and you see ridiculous amounts of money being paid on players who really are past it. I mean, uh, Papi Cissé springs to mind um, really on, on the wages mm-hmm. he's on. Um, uh, my understanding is, is Guyan, who obviously is ex-Sunland, mm-hmm. who went out, was here in Ali and went out to China, and he's now come back here at Al Ahly. My understanding is, is that the Chinese club are still paying a sizable chunk of his wages. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. it, 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 the amount of money that gets wasted and that flows out of the game, and I'm sure Andy, when he comes on later, I'll touch on this because he mm. knows this part of the world now too. Mm. Um, it, it, it's it, it's it's not enough to just have a consortium from China that claim that they've got money. Because, I mean, who knows, it could be another Dr. Dr. Tony Zia who's been absolute box office <laughs> still on Twitter for at Aston Villa. I mean, dear me. Um, it's... It, 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 he, he's, he's just fabulous at adding insult to his own injury, really. That that lad. To say somebody like um, somebody like Tom Clements off Twitter, who's somebody I know from message boards and days past in in, in Newcastle, absolutely own him a couple of times and get him get, get the big fish hooked. I mean, that's just mental. That's a guy who's supposedly a multi billionaire and he's a, he's the chairman of a football club, but crying out loud. Mm. Um, I guess that's the way the world down over oh, to social media. People have got reach. You're talking about reach, you know, where, where they're only phone in short. We've had f- people in four different time zones on talking about Newcastle United. There's reach for you, you know. Mm. <laughs> um, <laughs> it, 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 it's, it is the connected world. It's the world we live in. But the, these rumours pop up. I know I was made aware of a. Um, I know we've been linked with an alleged Chinese consortium. Now, mm. the consortium I was made aware of was actually Vietnamese. Oh, Vietnamese, really? And that was that was not so long ago, uh, and I don't really know what happened to that. And I've got a distinct impression it's probably that, probably filtering out somewhere. Um, Mad would it be Vietnamese? What, what have they got? I didn't even know they had money. <laughs> to be honest, mate, there's money all over parts of Asia. Um, you'd be amazed, really. Um, 
I can see the attraction of going with an Asian owner because if somebody cracks it, the mm-hmm. Asian football market's immense. And yes, sales. You know, just just take 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 on, for example, go back in time when uh, Roma sold uh, bought Hidetoshi Nakata, the Japanese yeah. player, yeah. because of the shirt sales in Japan and because of the the, the the strength of the yen and how expensive shirts are in Japan. They just mm. about made half the transfer fee back on shirt sales in Japan. I mean, that's bonkers. Absolutely bonkers, but very, very, you know, palpable about what you could do. It's why, if you remember under under Sir John Hall and, 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 and Freddie Shepard, we, we did a, mm. did an Asian Asian trip a couple of times. And that was all about getting toe holes and, and, and footholds in the, in the Asian market. Because if somebody cracks it big time, by gosh, there's a lot of money to be made there. Um, you, you've you've got to break through though. There's, there's a core, and same here in the Middle East. There's a Man U core. There's a Liverpool core. Mm-hmm. Historically, clubs who have travelled well and globally um, to break. But the, there is still seems to be leeway in the market and a growing interest in football in this part of the world as we head towards Qatar World Cup, which still seems inevitably going to happen in November and December, which. Um, it's so know, saturated. It, it, this the thing I don't get. Even I'm not watching. I'm not watching. Uh, I don't watch match today. I, I, I hardly I watch would, anything. I would agree with you. It is getting that way, and out, out here very much so. You cannot move for um, coverage of football again. Mm-hmm. Andy will probably touch on this when he comes on later about mm-hmm. what, how many games be in around the world. Sure, um, and and it is getting that to that kind of saturated point. Um, but you've you've still got this kind of influence that you know you, you've got um, classical games where the the kickoff times are being set for the Gulf region now. I believe the next classical really? can't be shown live in the UK because it kicks off when there's UK games playing. But the time's being picked to be shown here in the Gulf prime time. Jesus. No two ways about it. Because you look at the money. What time's that then? What time's that in Spain? Well, well, it, it, it's it's three o'clock in the afternoon UK, so it'll mm-hmm. be seven o'clock in the evening over here. Um, so it'll be four. Has that, ha- Spain. Has that happened before? It has. It happened happened a couple of seasons ago. The one of the kickoff times was moved again for the Gulf, but it didn't clash on a Saturday. It was a different day. I think it was a Sunday. But this one's picked, and it's. And it's Undoubtedly for the Gulf, you look at the money, Real Madrid, Emirates shirt sponsorship, sponsored mm. by Abu Dhabi National Bank, let's talk about renaming the Bernabeu after Abu Dhabi National Bank, um, look at Barcelona, sponsored by, with their Qatar connections, it's all picked for the Gulf region mate. <laughs> <laughs> there's, your glo- there's your, there's your globalisation of the game. And We're trying to bring America to the real estate market in Dubai as well. Well, I am in GMA, and this but this is this is it. This is the this is this is the the levels that these things work at. And but that's where the you know the money's coming from. Is who's to say there'll not be a game picked specifically for kickoff in China? Because there's a, there's somebody involved in a game that wants to see a game at a convenient time for them. It certainly wouldn't surprise me. Because see, go remember the Spanish league have been picking and playing with some odd kickoff times, some odd early kickoff times. Um, in the last couple of seasons now, I think they've what, said the World Cup, haven't they? They've, they've said they're going to do the Champions the League in a that? different place, like hinting at. Well, 
Mate, they're hinting at all kinds. You know, we've got this European Championships coming up in the future, which is allegedly going to be staged in about eight or nine different cities. That's going to be pretty damn bonkers. Um, all, all these, all these ideas just kept keep getting chucked around, and 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 it and it all ties in. I actually quite like the thought of that, specifically because it's being done for a reason. And I know I'm. I'm very, very much in the minority. I know a lot of fans don't like the concept of it at all. Um, but, you know, it, it's been done with the concept that it's a, it's a celebratory one because it's an anniversary of the tournament. So they're trying something different. But equally, who's to say, well, that worked very well. Let's do that again because we're making a lot more money out of it. And that might just be me being very, 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 very cynical, but not. Yeah, I think with, with, with this, that's the thing with so many... Yeah, it's 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 getting silly, isn't it? It's like it's like it's it's okay. Like I have tons of ideas, as you know, and it's mm. you know it's it's what you can it's it's who you can, who can back you and who can believe in believe in what you can say. And you keep you always hear about um, you know there's there's money in the Middle East, but trying to do a deal as we both know, it's it's horrendous. It's you know it's that's why I always find a big. It, it, it gets my back up thinking. Well, okay, that the, the, they're saying about, you know, they want to do this, they, they want to do that, they want to bring in the stars, but they only do it if it's, if it's like, I don't even know why they do it. Sometimes you keep on, you see so many bi- things being built in the Middle East, and you know, probably the, the one of the biggest clubs in the world, obviously Newcastle, and it's they've been linked to it twice, and mm. it's odd that. You've obviously got China coming in now and flexing their muscles, and that, obviously that's a huge market as well. But you know you've got to, to me, you've got to stick to, you, you've got to stick to your roots. You can't like to. I think it's preposterous having to uh, put a game that just suits one market. It, you know because well, look look at it. Obviously we know about NBC, don't we? The NBC show every single game. Again, Andy could probably talk about this, that in one of the classic goals, it was either last season or the season before last, they had been, uh, various being uh, sites around the world showing gatherings of Barcelona and Real Madrid fans in front of big screens it's set up by being in various places around mm. the world, in Australia and America and here in the Middle East, um, in, in, in other parts of Asia uh, and in France and, and somewhere else. Um, and... and, and this this is genuinely where the whole globalisation goes. They're going to try different things, and that what they're trying, it's, it's obviously the driver is again getting money, subscriptions, blah blah mm. blah blah blah. Um, make no mistake about it. Television is driving is driving everything, and the money in television. What worries me as an ordinary fan is what happens when it all goes pop. Yeah. Um, yeah. because it'll be like we've seen with every club that's gone down the Swanee um, Leeds, Portsmouth Pre- uh, Plymouth um, uh, Hereford Newport mm. Bryn Laws, Team Wrexham um, wh- who do they turn to every mm. time it's us, the fans mm. can you get us out of trouble now please Yeah. and they come and you turn your pockets out and then yeah. Oh, we're in trouble again, say Portsmouth. All oh, right, the fans will come along and dig you out of trouble again. You've been relegated, lost half your squad. And <laughs> you're all over the place, but, you know, we'll turn up and raise a few more money with buckets. So the council have just repossessed the ground. All right, okay, we'll go and raise some more money and, 
and it's us that turn to time and time and again, the lifeblood of the game. And mm. the, the thing that worries me very, very much, thinking with my, my supporters trust head on, is that we're in a precarious position now where the money from football, from in football, from TV, outweighs what the fans are putting in. So some owners will not care if they've got a half-empty ground. Because mm. that's not where some of their money's coming from. Well, that's what uh, the guy leads, isn't he? He's like, he, you yeah. know, he loves it, doesn't he? He just seems to take particularly glee in the fact that, he, you know, he, he stops he, his he, own fans he, from travelling. Absolutely hat stand, that lad. He's really... Talking about mad as a box of frogs, he's mad as a box of, a box of frogs inside of a jar of snakes. He, he is <laughs> just properly fit and proper person test. I don't think you could pass a person test, let a fit, fit and proper one. Uh, oops, I probably said something I shouldn't have done there. Um, but, you know, okay, it, I'm get it, it shouldn't be anywhere near the game, yet he is. Mm. Yeah, it's well. it's... It's that went on an interesting ramble from for a <laughs> sort of little introductory chat, didn't it? <laughs> well, we've got uh, Graham Bate obviously I'm waiting for Andy Kerr, but we've got I've got a one of my main guests who's been on a number of times. Um, Graham Bailey going to be calling in a cu- in about a minute or so uh, to talk all about what's happening in Newcastle and also transfer targets coming up in the future. So that's a nice little segue once he um, once he calls in. But um, interesting. A game coming up on Tuesday. It's we've got a double header. Remember what happened last time? We we lost one game against um, yeah. Wolves and then beat them in quite comfortably. So it, you know it sets it sets it up for um, quite a humding of a weekend against Preston, who I've always thought always seem to struggle to score goals. Well, except if you look at their recent results, I think they've, they've turned over both Brighton and Norwich recently, so they're not, they're not to be trifled with. Mm. Um, I think you'll find you'll play a very different team tomorrow night. Um, I gather the ticket sales are going really, really well. They've opened level 7 up, so we're going to be 40,000 plus at least, mm. um, which that's a good sign. No doubt we'll see changes. No doubt we'll see players given 90 minutes who need it. Um and let's all live with that and enjoy it and not sit mm. and whinge about what team the you know, the European Cup winning managers decided to play, because obviously we all know better than he does. Um, let's, let's just back the 11 he sends out as best we can and see what they deliver. I think Preston will make changes. There's no way with that league game coming up that they, they don't have the squad depth that we have. So it will work to our advantage. And I can't see, there's no reason why we can't look to that as a progression through the cup in three points we've got to be positive about it now we're on that kind of role that kind of form and we've got our first guest this evening I I can't tell by the number I think it's is it Andy or Graham hiya mate it's Andy how are you not too bad how are you yeah good can't complain at all life's not life's not too bad still living in the sunshine Good, good stuff. It's Andy from, obviously, Kerr from Being Sports. And um, we've just been talking, well, obviously, um, well, Neil actually been talking more, so you can probably imagine <laughs> that, can't you, Andy? But um, he's been talking about uh, the influence of um, different markets coming into the to the, the fray of football, the Chinese market, and uh, the, him talking about um, there's going to be a game, the Superliga in Spain is going to be shown prime time, made for the Middle East. It's quite—I wouldn't say disturbing—but um, it's you know we all have our leagues. We should be it, all the the games should surely be played in a time beneficial for 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 England 
our our glory nation, and they're obviously Spain as well, of course. Yeah, I, I, I hear what you're saying, but uh, unfortunately, I think that the world is getting smaller, isn't it now? You know, you, we have easy access to get wherever we want to on the planet these days, and if, if people want to come in and pump money into to our league or to, uh, to wherever it may be, then, it, then it's up to, up to us, I suppose. Do, do we want to take foreign money in exchange for perhaps having our kickoff times changed, changing our, our practices around just a little bit? I mean, the, the whole introduction of Friday Night Football uh, is, mm-hmm. I presume, to suit you know the, the TV markets. So, what do we value? How do we value things? You know, I, we all grew up. You know, um, a lot of your listeners are probably probably um, slightly different, but we, you know, we all grew up. People of a certain age, football used to be played on a Saturday at three o'clock, mm-hmm. and then uh, you know, mm-hmm. as, as times changed with the introduction of, of satellite TV, Sky TV, all of a sudden we, we were playing Sundays, and then we played Tuesdays and Wednesdays, and we were in Europe on Thursdays. And if we were playing UEFA Cup or Europa League, before we know it, we're, we're playing football seven nights a week. So. You know, I, I, this is just progress. You know, I mean, it's I, I don't really have a problem with this. You know, it's, it's it's a shame with the ownership now that probably more clubs are owned by 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 foreign foreign investors than they are by by, by our own owners. And then you look at the, mm-hmm. look at the Premier League on Saturday. You know, I mean, obviously uh, that's where we want to be next season. But on Saturday, there wasn't a single Englishman scored a goal in the Premier League on Saturday. You know, it's the first time that's ever happened. You know what? It's, it's, a, it's a strange old world we're living in, but. You know, what do you, what do you want to do? Do you want to progress or do you want to stand still? I think, obviously, based, based out here in the Middle East, Andy, hello, by the way. Um, we, Hi, we, mate, how are you? I'm good, thank you. We, we kind of, I think, appreciate it more. We see what's going on in China and, obviously, all the clubs here in the, in the UAE and in Qatar are involved in, in Asian Champions League runs and we see it and interact with that part of the world more. And I think we have a, a, a much more sort of a bigger picture of the globalisation of the game when you see how many sites begin can be watching the next classical from you can have you know I, I don't know are you doing anything similar again to what you did once when you you had sort of people at various sites around the world um, broadcasting from fans watching it together at big screens for the classical and things like that are you doing anything like that again <laughs> yeah, you're ahead of me. I barely know what's happening at the end of this week. Never mind the classical, <laughs> but I guess it's probably be, be something like that, is it? Because it's a huge game, isn't it, around the world? Yeah. And it just shows as well. You see what the, what the Spanish have done this year. That, you know, by, by playing the classical at the time they are, it means we can't watch it in England. And you, and you, yes. and you know, you grow up with that sort of that viewpoint where we're the centre of the earth. But then you realise, well, if, if they play it to suit our time slot, then then then. The Americans can't watch it because it's, it's too early in the morning, or if they do it too late at night, then, then the Chinese can't watch it because it's too late for them. So you, you, you've got that funny sort of situation now where everyone's trying to please everyone around the world. And, and you know, this is just market forces. They're going to try and aim for, for the biggest market. And if the biggest Absolutely. market is China or it's, it's, you know, it's the States, then, then, then we probably lose out there. Yeah, we do. I think you're right, and I think that's the again we, we, we touched on this before about globalisation of the game and, and where the money comes from and where the influences come from. Uh, and I think look, looking ahead, it, it only seems to be heading that way, whether we like it or not. Um, in spite of my reservations about what happens when somebody decides they don't want to pay that amount of money out anymore, because um, it'll be us lot the fans asking, being asked to turn my pockets out to save clubs who are struggling. Um, but uh, I, I think you're quite right, Annie. I, I, I think, obviously, somebody pumping money into there is going to go for the biggest share that they can get off of whatever subscription channel they've got. Um, obviously, being I think we have to be realistic, don't we? The problem with, with, yeah. 
with with, 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 the, with the English clubs, and, and I say the Premier League, you know, uh, you know, and obviously I know that 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 doesn't include us right now, but it, it will. You know, we, I think we're all are fairly fairly confident we'll be back next season. But the, the Premier League are, is the biggest draw in, in the world. It's not the best league by a long shot, by the way. I have to say it. We are we are yeah. definitely. Uh, now it's behind the Spanish and probably the Germans too, but it's still the, the biggest attraction. So you've got ever, all these businessmen, all these people with huge pockets around the world want a piece of it. And it's the, the, way, that, the way we've set it up, you know, the, 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 it's an open market. Anyone can come in. If you think about it, realistically, you know, you're not going to get somebody from, or, or the law of averages says, you're not going to get somebody from Newcastle who has more money than, than, than Mike Ashley has now. He's a billionaire. He's made his money in the city and in his, his businesses and whatnot. But, or the next big owner, you know, you're not going to be someone in Russia or someone in China or a big American businessman who will come in and they can offer far more than, than you know, say, a John Hall or a, a Freddie Shepard, love him more, or hate him. You know, the, these sorts of owners now, I think it's, I think it's a thing of the past. And I'd, I would love it if they turn up on a, on a Saturday. Uh, and see and see us have a be be owned by by someone who's made their money in, in the northeast in Newcastle. I'd love to see you know seven or eight players in the black and white shirts who who are born and brought up in in the region. But it just it just doesn't happen anymore. And it's mm-hmm. it, you are, you either accept it or you don't. And it, well, you know with the, with the exception of maybe someone like Athletic Bilbao in Spain, you know everyone's moving on. And you, I think we just have to accept that if we want to be successful, we, we we have to embrace it. We don't have to like it. But we have to accept that's the only way that the game's going now, sadly. What do you think on the, the news that came out that uh, Mike Ashley or Lee Charney, whoever you want to talk about, has turned down, as per Luke, Luke Edwards of the Telegraph said, they've turned down offers to buy the club, but they were very much uh, reduced in price. What do you think about that, Andrew? What the offers that they've... I haven't seen the story. What are you saying? The people that have made offers for the club... But they're offering less money than they were a year ago. Yeah, because it came out, I think, last week, wasn't it, Neil, when um, Luke yeah. uh, put, a, put a story out there just saying Newcastle are in, you know, a happy club, considering what's, you know, obviously relegated, but the fans are, are the happiest that they've been in 20, 20 odd years, which which is going some, in, in being, being my age. But, um, you know, they, they, they turned down the offer, but. I read that to think, well, they've made an offer, but the only way he's going to accept an offer if he makes a profit. So, to me, it was a kind of a story, non-story, really. What's your thoughts on Because I think no matter what anybody says, if somebody offers a nice chunk of change, he'll, he'll take it. Well, uh, listen, I, did, I, didn't, I haven't read the story as such, but I, I know Luke, that he's a very good operator, so I'm sure what he's saying is, um, is right. Um, realistically, we're not going to be as much as we were a year ago because we're not in the Premier League, and so that with that being in the Premier League comes with those huge TV revenue streams. So mm-hmm. it, it kind of makes sense that, that people would be offering less right now. And if, if you can, get, you know, if Mike Ashley's a clever business and whatever he may be, he's, mm-hmm. he's savvy, so he's, he's not going to take less. But there'll be plenty of investors out there who'll see Newcastle as a huge opportunity, now, won't they? I mean, we've we are, mm-hmm. we are presumably worth less than we were six months ago as a Premier League club, but anybody with, with anything about them will look at our squad, our team, the way we're playing and thinking, all right, this is a, it's a, it's a short-term fix. You know, we'll be back in the Premier League come mm. next August and therefore you'd imagine the value of the club goes up. Uh, will Mike Askey sell? I, do you know what my feeling is, is he won't, to be honest. I, I, get, the, I get the impression that, that he likes the kudos of all in Newcastle. I sometimes get the impression he even likes it when we're all on his back and we're all, all saying this and that and we want change. 
I get the impression, it, you know what? I don't think I don't think it. And I, I would be surprised if, if Mike actually sold the club anytime soon. Is my is my gut feeling? But hey, how we, you know, uh, that's just that's just my gut feeling. I, I can't back it up. None of us have spoken to Mike in any length because he, he doesn't speak to, to journalists, does he? Particularly, uh, but gut feeling. I, th- I think we've got him for, I think for, for certainly the medium term, if not the long term. Obviously, you've been looking at the Rafa effect, the raffination, as lots of people have been talking about. Um, raffination? Yeah, people say different Raffa- words for Rafa, don't they? Raffolution, mate. Raffolution, sorry. Raffolution. It's always, but you know, he's so him. quick to but stick the knife in. <laughs> the, 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 hey, uh, Neil is so quick. Can go with that one? <laughs> I thought it was quite good, actually. Neil, get down. But like, um, yeah, exactly. Thank you. Thank you, Andy. So, mm-hmm. tell me, wh- what's your thoughts on Rafa? Because... He's changed the he's changed the whole the whole area. Everybody's really positive. He's brilliant, isn't he? He's done a fantastic job. Mm. And I think I think we're we're good for him, and he's good for us. You think where he was, you know, just over a year ago when he was bombed out of Madrid. In fact, what was it? Wasn't even a year, was it? It was it was mm. January this year. So what are we? Less than a year. And, and he, Madrid were, were in the shake-up to to win the Liga, still in the European Cup, and, and they they got rid of him unceremoniously. I imagine, you know what, he probably felt really unloved and really, really, really down on himself. And he gets the chance to come to Newcastle. And at the time, we think, all right, it's just going to be 10 games. And we, we've got him. And then, then he moves on. And mm. the way that, that the fans are taken to him and, and the way that the way that we've taken and that he's taken to the club is just brilliant. I, I kind of sense this, you know, even at the start, even through the summer, there was a sort of a similar feeling to... Oh, I, I can only describe it to, to when, when Kevin first came, and then mm. again a little bit when, when Bobby Robson came, and mm. you know, we, we were really down, and you know, we were on the verge of going into the third tier when Kevin arrived, and then when Bobby arrived, we had a dreadful team, didn't we? I mean, Rude, is, you know, I, I know Rude through work quite well, and, and mm. he, he did his best, but he, just, he couldn't turn things around. It was it was a mess, wasn't it? And it, Bobby came in, and within what one one home game, he turned it around, we put eight mm. past Sheffield Wednesday, and mm. all of a sudden. Everyone's up, and you want to go to the football again, and it just—that that to me—it seems like that's happening now. That the biggest frustration I, I'm finding is I'm stuck three thousand miles away, and I just want to get home and get back to St James's Park on a Saturday <laughs> afternoon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's it's one of it's that's the thing. It's you know even though we're winning, it's turgid to watch. Newcastle are doing doing quite well, but obviously we're not on TV much. We we should be actually. I'm quite surprised about that. Um, I've seen a couple of times being have, have put a few games on here and there, which is great because you know it's um, at least we can watch the game via our iPads or iPhones, whatever whatever it is to watch it. Um, but I couldn't possibly y- comment because it, legally you're clearly not supposed to do that. You know <laughs> exactly. That's why it's a bit annoying, I, isn't it? You've got NBC who show every single game, every sing, every single week, and we can't pick and choose our own. National national team to um, our our own regional team. Well, but the big difference I think is if if we could watch any top flight game, any Premier League game on a Saturday, because everything's fully cameraed now. There's a full OB mm-hmm. in every game. I think you'd, it wouldn't affect the crowd at St James with one little bit. You know, if you if, mm-hmm. if you had Man United, Liverpool, Arsenal on TV, Chelsea, City, whatever your your second team might be. Uh, you know, I, I don't quite buy into this whole concept of second teams, but anyway, this is what they say that people would stop going to watch their local team and they'd watch the Premier League. And I, I don't think that would affect Newcastle at all. I don't think we'd see a one percent drop in our attendance. But I can see why that would affect clubs lower down the pyramid, maybe in, in leagues one and two. That if if, you, if we had Premier League football available every Saturday afternoon at three o'clock, there would be a knock-on effect. So I can see why I can see why we don't do it, and it's 
you know, they, that, that's probably frustrating for people. I mean, the beauty of living away from, from Britain for, for a couple of years and to spend a lot of time away in, in the Middle East, you know, I'm, I'm probably back two, three, four times a year, but most of the time I'm over here now, is mm. when we were in the Premier League, every single game is broadcast. So you're almost in a better position to, to never miss a game being out of, out of England than you are when, you, when you're at home because you know you can, you can turn up to St James's every Saturday but you, unless you're a real hardcore and some of you I'm sure some people listening now are, are you know the proper hardcore who go to every game I mean for me with work that's just never been realistic but it, over here you know, all I need to do is make sure I'm clear for those two hours on a Saturday Sunday and you, you never miss a game in the Premier League which is just this whole the whole joy of, of the Premier League and English football, English Premier League football being broadcast around the world. But again, the frustration now is, of course, in the Championship, right? well, I, us, us foreigners, us expats at the business, having to, to, to make do with just watching highlights and, and the, the odd game that ends up being live on TV here and there. Yeah. Talk about yeah, frustration. Yeah. What's, it, what's it? You've had Mr. Moyes in your studio many times. Um, it's palpable from my regular caller, uh, Keith. What's your thoughts on him? Um, David Moyes. Yeah. Well, you know what? This is. I, I, you know what's what's going to kill Sunderland this year? What's going to see them relegated is us, because we've been good for six points for them for the last ah. five years, and th- those six points are going to make the difference, aren't they? Because they can't go and beat us in the derby, and uh, that's probably what's going to do for them. So we'll be we'll pass them on the way up. So I, I think that's it'll, it'll probably be that close. Uh, do you know what? I'm, and this is going to be make me sound really unpopular, mate. But I don't think it, it's it's good to see Sunderland go down, and and. I'm sure there'll be one or two Sunderland fans out there who will probably say the same thing. We are we're genuinely good for each other. You know, it's, yeah. it's that there's, there's two games a year that you can really look forward to. And when, when, when they go down and we go down, we ha- you have a little laugh on the day and it's quite funny. And then, actually, you know, you wake up the next day and think, oh, all right, well, so, so the Mackhams are, uh, have been relegated. So and then the, the fixtures come out and you sort of you go to look at them and all of a sudden you haven't got the derby to look forward to. And, Mm-hmm. It's, it's, I think it's just, it's just that little tiny feeling of flatness, and I, and I think, I think we lift. I think the, the, the area gets a lift having two, and I think it's great that Borough went back up last season. And I genuinely say this, and I, and I know this will be unpopular. I hope when we come up next season, I hope Sunderland and Middlesbrough are both there next season. It's, it's a far better league for me. It's far better as a Newcastle fan when we've got four games against Sunderland and Middlesbrough to look forward to. I'd much rather that than a trip mm-hmm. to Southampton, a trip to Hull. You know, I tell you, by the way, just on a slight aside, the number of people when you live abroad who ask you about the uh, the rivalry with Hull, and they think Hull are a northeast club because they look at the map and they see Hull yeah. sort of just about from the northeast on the map, and you have to try and explain to them that it's not even close to being a derby. And, mm-hmm. uh, anyway, but that, that's you know what, even that's that's the aside. But yeah, I hope I hope all all three clubs are back up next season. I'd be delighted with that. Yeah. I've almost been with, with. I didn't. I actually thought Karanka, with the way that he doesn't take a risk, would be in trouble by January, because if there's a problem there. I definitely, no matter, even though they've got a good result, I'll think. I think they'll struggle all season. They've got Gibson, who's canny, a defender, but you've got a guy who won't take any risk, and I actually feel sorry for the fans because if he's not going to take a risk when they're at home or they go one nil down. And he only brings on roads. He's either got to make a decision, or they're going to make a decision, because there was obviously a, a bit of an issue last season. And I, I agree with you regarding having all three up there. I think it'd be tremendous for everybody. And then obviously, hopefully, then late, later on, um, Leeds United. Hopefully, they can get back in. Be tremendous for everybody. But um, this, I, 
Oh, by, the, by the way, that, that's not going to happen anytime soon. Talk about football clubs in a mess. I need to take Leeds a generation. Now, I mean, you talk about, oh, it's blooming heck. We think we've got it bad sometimes with Mike Ashley. I wouldn't want that fellow in charge of my club. I mean, dear me. He's the only bloke I know that stops you going away. He stops the fans from uh, go. He stops tickets being sold for obviously because he gets he, he gets abuse when when they when they're on TV or wherever the fans go nuts and everything. But um, I actually thought when the TV special came out, you know, the Telegraph, I thought that would push him. That would you know like they did in, in the NBA when they had a, a bad apple. I thought well they'll, they'll just be able to get rid of him and do the same thing. But because of the power of the the chairman's in the in in our leagues, he's you know got he's not going anywhere. He's not going anywhere soon. That's 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 a major issue for because I've got obviously I've got family there, so and they're all up in arms and you know stressed to hell because they know such a great club is going to be dragged and dragged and down. You're right. I think it could be a generation thing. It's awful. Yeah, but you know what? Thankfully, that's their problem, not ours. We've got enough to worry about, haven't we? <laughs> exactly. Um, so, you know, what do you think for this week? It's a big week, isn't it? Considering that we're in, we could get into the last eight. I believe it's the last eight of the the Carling Cup, whatever you want to call it. But it's you know, there's big games going on this week as well with Arsenal and Liverpool. But um, New, Newcastle it would be uh, tremendous, wouldn't it, to, just to get that last eight under the radar? I didn't think we played in cups anymore. I thought that was a thing of the past. Yeah, it's great to see us back. And the good thing is, actually, we're just we're just bemoaning the lack of TV coverage. Actually, if you're if if you're in uh, if you're over here, and, and I'm sure Neil yeah. already has flagged this up, spotted it. Oh, the Preston games live over here. Yep. So go we're figure. On the oh, yeah. tomorrow night. Uh, we'll, so there'll be a game. Yeah, we'll be um, <laughs> So yeah, that, that's uh, tomorrow night sorted. Do you know what? If if the draw's kind. If it, if we get and I, I'm, it's a big if, but I'm, I'm already sort of stepping past Preston, assuming we, we should really finish that off. If the draw's kind, you know, all of a sudden mm. we, we could find ourselves, you know, in touching distance to the semi-final. It's been, it's been. When was the last time we was? It was uh, Robson's team, wasn't it? Mm. Uh, when we when we lost to mm. Chelsea. It's, it's been a bit too long, really. Yeah, what was that? Was that mm. two two thousand? You know, that's what sixteen years. But mm. you know, a lot of water under the bridge since then. Absolutely, mate, and and I, and I think that I was looking at the draw myself and. You have these sneaky little thoughts and you try not to get ahead of yourself. I think we've learned the hard way not to get ahead of ourselves. Um, but you're right, the draw could open up very, very nicely for a, a little clear run. And then you think, OK... It's been kind so far, hasn't it? Get, let, let, yeah, let's, let's get, rid of the back, get, get, get rid of the last four and then we'll take anything and mm. see what happens. It's, it's, it's one of those cups where championship teams do do well in and so... Um, and, in the form we're in, why not? I think it, it, it's uh, it, it's just let's it, we've just got to play that one game at a time thing. I know it's a real horrible old cliche, but we're going to get past Preston tomorrow night and then um, then see and keep your fingers crossed that the draw is kind. But you're, you're absolutely correct; it could open up very very nicely for us. Um, and it's, it's been kind. You know, we've got, we've seen all all the big boys drawn together, all the all the teams you'd, you'd want to avoid. And it, it, you just need one more draw like that. Because what we, you know what, we'd really, you want to get this far and then get through to the last eight. And you don't want to be stuck going to, to Old Trafford or mm. going to, no. or going down to play Arsenal. You know, because that would just be, it would be so, uh, let's, not, let's not 
you know, let's not be too defeatist, but it will be so soul destroying to get this close and then get in the way tie against a team who realistically mm-hmm. have got a stronger squad, a stronger team than us right now. You know, that would be. But if we can get get a whole draw against one of the sides, mm-hmm. that, you know, in the bottom half the draw close to us, all of a sudden, oh, you, you just think, just maybe, just maybe. And then, yeah. you know, you talk about yeah, your revolution or uh, or whatever you want to call it. But, but <laughs> crikey, you know, then all of a sudden life is sweet, isn't it? Very yeah, well, you know, can imagine being. You can imagine what it'd be like up here if we started to get started to get close and close and close. You may have to come back on a special flight. No. <laughs> oh. I think five or six lads would probably quite happily hop over the door and pick pick a few up and then carry on. That's for sure. Um, the guy, the guy, will will undoubtedly have a little gathering here in Dubai tomorrow night. Um, uh, probably up with good fellas in the Rami Rose. Um, which we seem to have gravitated and taken over from Leeds of late. Um, so the Leeds, Leeds, Leeds expat fans aren't travelling very well either at the minute. Mm. Um, <laughs> and, uh, uh, so yeah, looking forward to it. Actually, looking forward to, to being able to see the lads in, in glorious technical courtesy of Beaton. Absolutely. <laughs> we should say before anyone gets too jealous and thinks we've got the highlights. Though it, it is sunny over here. We can watch the games, but the time difference is, is brutal. Especially give it another week till the clocks go back at home oh. and it's mm-hmm. all of a sudden watching your team you know you, you get into bed at, after after you've watched the game it's near enough two o'clock in the morning and if you if your day starts early as it tends to in this part of the world you know you generally up on about sort of six thirty. schools are starting at, at seven thirty in the morning businesses mm-hmm. generally about that time oh you know you, you're having to, to something's got to give and usually it's sleep yeah, yeah. well i think it's interesting actually we're, we're doing business me and neil are doing business in, in america towards Dubai and it's interesting the only time we can kind of do a call is when it's in LA it's like 7.30 and it's it's really messes with everybody you know you're trying to get things done and that's why we're, when we talk about football going at different times it, it messes up everybody yeah. or oh, doesn't it just it does it does but then you know we're going to go around in circles aren't we it's that whole conversation mm. about you know where yeah. do you want to start how far can it take you Mm. It's like um, you know, so. It's give it's give me a result for tomorrow. What do you think? What do you think will happen? Because I know you got to nip back the studio. So tell me what. Uh, give me a result for tomorrow. Ah, oh, fanciest, uh, big mm. time. I, I don't. You know, it will, be, it will be a monumental shock to the system if we don't win this fairly comfortably. I mean, it's it's. I, I expect it certainly by by a couple of clear goals. It will be a real surprise if. If we didn't, and the Preston's, uh, you know, it's, it's a one of those lovely mm. clubs in the Championship, a proper traditional old football club. But mm. just let's just be black and white about this, you know. Mm. On paper, you know, our, our first eleven should comfortably see see off what they've got. You know, we've got we've got better players, we've got a bigger budget, we've got the squad depth, which hopefully even in the coming months we, we should pull far far clear of the, of the rest once everyone starts to, to feel the effects of the long season. You know, mm. with the, with the competition for places now that Rafa has got in there. Yeah, we, we should be too good for anyone else in this division. And, that's, and you, you, there will be people around who accuse Newcastle fans of being arrogant, but I think mm-hmm. it's just realistic. You know, anything less than winning this division, and it's, it's not been a successful season. Even if we go up in second, you know, you'll take it. But, mm-hmm. you know, you think, really? It's um, you know, a bigger picture. We, we should be winning that division quite comfortably. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully. Well, um, obviously, it's a, bit, a nice week to look forward to. Thanks for coming on, Andy. I know you've... Um, you've, you've uh, I've pried you away from the studio. We've got something yeah. for you coming up, though. So watch out, Neil and myself. I've got something for you to look at. It's not what you think either. Oh, fantastic! Uh-huh. So uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get. I'll not talk about it yet because 
we're getting our ducks in a row on that one, but you might like it, and you might be fantastic. You might I might be able to get you something. So we'll see. But we'll get we'll, we'll just wait for my wait for my text <laughs> until I get going. Absolutely. How far are we how far are you away from um, uh, from Neil? How far? Oh, by, by road, about six hours, but on, on, a, on a flight less than an hour. Yeah, it's not, not far. All right. Well, you never know. We'll get you something. We'll see what we'll see what happens. Thanks for coming on. Appreciate it, mate. It's been a great pleasure having you on. Thanks, pleasure. Andy. Cheers, mate. All the best. Take care. Cheers, Cheers, Andy. Andy. Take, Take care. care Bye. Great to have Andy on. Love having love having him on. Um, Everything. Great. Everything. Well, next quarter tonight is one of our friends of the show. It's Graham Bailey, freelance for all the national spotlights. How are you, Graham? How are you doing? Evening, guys. Yeah, not too bad. Sorry to keep you waiting. I know it's been a been a while, but uh, tell me, you've seen the transfers that Newcastle have brought in, the raffination, the raffer effect. Um, yeah, I, I tested things. I thought you were just talking about relegation again. Roughly, I didn't realize you were Yeah, relega- relegation is like I think uh, when we all long came back. I sound to you guys a long lost memory. It's I, it's I easy down there for you. <laughs> so, did, did did you expect all of this? Like, what's happened with Newcastle with the relegation? Did you expect them to do a, a moonlight flit? I, I expected the transfers come in. Um, for me, it's very much quantity rather than quality. Um, I don't look at that Newcastle team and think that would do... I, th- I think I, it would have bottom, bottom three written all over it in the Championship if that team took to the field in the Premier League. Mm. But um, I just hope that some of the Newcastle fans don't get carried away with when you do run away with the Championship. I don't, I don't think it's going to be... Uh, I don't think that team is um, is built for the Premier League, but it doesn't need to be. That's the main thing. I think Rafa's been sensible. He's bought players who he knows will get you up. Um, I don't think that he's not he's not buying these players and some of these players and thinking they're going to be there in ten years. So I think he's done the right thing. He's bought sensibly, um, and yeah, and so I think uh, you're built to go up. Um, you're not built to stay up, I don't think, but you are built to go up, and that's the main thing. That's all that counts. Who who, who cares if these lads aren't there in twelve months? If they get you up, that's the main thing. Yeah, that that's probably the, the most key about everything, isn't it? It's like when you when you start bringing these players, especially Richie from um, Bournemouth, and then I actually didn't think Mitrovic would would start at Newcastle. I thought he would be sold. Uh, well, what's your thoughts on him? Because it's very interesting no, what's well, going well, on with Newcastle, well, isn't it? I never heard, from what I, what I heard. Newcastle Mitrovic was never it was never in the plan pipelines to sell him whatsoever, and. Mm. Um, Anyone who inquired was told told as much. Um, mm-hmm. Unlikely, Jose Perez, who obviously wouldn't stand, would have listened to offers for him. Wasn't mm-hmm. anything near the price tag coming in for him. So um, no, but Mitrovic, I think it was always long term. I think they still like him a lot at the top level, and they think, speaking of Premier League, they think he could still be a success in the Premier League, which I, I agree with. I think he still could be. So um, yeah, I said the team's built for the Championship now, and if that means. Some players who might figure in the Premier League not featuring right now, yeah, so be it. I think it's uh, we heard a lot about uh, the fact that uh, Rafa, when he's talking to Lee Charnley, they're talking about the next three windows. Now, obviously, with your contacts, I think I I, I wouldn't think he would make bringing any players at all. Even though I, I do think we need more than Daryl Murphy, who hasn't been seen. Well, he's been seen once, hasn't he, since he's been here? But um, can you can you see there being further movement because they always say Newcastle like to bring in they, they like to move from strength because if we get to January mm. and we're up we're up by nine 
Well, you know, it's championship, isn't it? It could, it's subject to well, change, isn't it? Uh, obviously, Graham Carr's still working hard abroad, and if there's any good Bosmans out there, you'll be in the market for them because obviously you will be able to offer Premier League football. So I expect you might you might be in the market for a couple of good Bosmans. Obviously, slightly early for that at the moment, but talks will be ongoing. And um, yeah, I, I, I don't. In terms of championship wise, I don't think we'd see an, uh, we'd see any big money spent on any more players to get you up now, barring injury. Because I think you've got the squad built there now to do that. Um, you may even see a couple of loan signs. You never know. There might be a couple of good Premier League lads who uh, can drop down and do your job for three months. Um, there's no need to go out and, uh, unless you collapse. Um, massively I don't think there'll be a need to spend millions so I think you might see a few Bosmans with the Premier League in mind um, there may be the odd deal where you, if there's a player who the scouts and Rafa Graham think it's too good to not to go for now you may do that but no I don't see an awful lot of money being spent by Newcastle in January to be honest but you never know there might be some good free agents out there but I say, if there is any big deals it'll probably be a Bosman or two do you think about Sunderland? Does Sunderland seem to be in the mire big time, don't they? You can imagine... Yeah, as I said before, um, there won't be three teams, North-East teams in the Premier League next year. And I'm not saying that necessarily Millsborough will be as well, because I think that's far from assured as well. Um, they're, they're definitely, I think at the most, there'll be one Premier League. There could be one North-East team in there. I think there'll probably be two, but it could very well be one. Yeah, I think... Oh. I think um, have you been surprised with the, what's going on with Moyes? It's... Um, like, um, you know, he was dogged you know, not, at not at all because when, when he took over unlike, unlike what some of the press were reporting I was told that he had a smaller budget than Norwich City oh, really? and that's, how wow. it was, that's what transpired and wow. um, which that's to say they had a budget of about 25 I think it was just put, uh, the person who told me that and a couple of people told me just trying to put it in context where yeah you can say someone's got a 25 30 million pound budget but bear in mind that's less than Norwich do you know what I mean when you put it in context to someone like that and yeah, he, he, I feel sorry for him because he hasn't had much time to do. Um, you've got someone like Corner who who looks as if he if he's ready to move in January despite his new deal. He, he interesting he one that wasn't it. Um, yeah, I think they should have sold. It, well, he was camped on Merseyside for five days at one point with his, with his agent. <laughs> waiting, wait, we're waiting for the OK to get that deal going through. Um, but then again, signing someone like Papi Dabu, anyone who knows anything about football knows he's a very poor player and. And sometimes if you're just signing players for players' sake, what's the point? You may as well put a youngster in there. And yeah, um it doesn't it doesn't always help you. And um but I know from Sunderland's point of view, Alice Shaw is not willing to invest heavily, not willing to spend his family fortune on Sunderland. Um he's willing Take to take over rumours, right? Well, no, he, 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 I think like most Premier League clubs, there is, they're always on the market. The for sale signs aren't bought up outside the stadium, right? But if he got a good offer, he would sell. Same as Mike Ashley, I heard you call it. Well, same as Mike Ashley, mm-hmm. if he's asking prices met, he will sell Newcastle. Fair enough, there might be a few okay. cheeky approaches, but I think he's <laughs> some of the stupidest approaches in English football. The last man who's going to, you're going to get a bargain deal off is, yeah. is Mike Ashley, isn't it? You, you, it's like Daniel Levy and Mike Ashley, the last two people you think you're going to get a bargain off. And, but he's ridiculous some of the approaches <laughs> and, but Ellis Short um, he's not I think he, he's wary of going down the Randy Lerner route Graham, he's, fantastic. he's not going to go down the Randy Lerner route he's not going to lose his family fortune on this he's going to give them yeah. 25 million but that's all coming from the TV coffers etc and player sales He's not going to risk his family jewels on this. Um, less, so, less so than the Middlesbrough. And actually, I, I, I was listening to a previous call describing what he wanted as a as a, as a, as a Newcastle fan. I thought, well, just look down the road. We've got a Middlesbrough owner there. We've got a Middlesbrough mm-hmm. sponsor. 
and mm. uh, we're going quite fine, thanks. So if you want something to copy, just look down the road. You don't think he's, you don't think Karanka's in trouble? Oh, I think Karanka's in huge trouble. I do, yeah. Mm. Um, but that doesn't go away from that. We're, we're Teesside owned. We're Teesside sponsored. Um, mm. We're not going to be Basque managed for, for the whole season, in my opinion. I don't think. Uh, we did. I, I travelled down to Highbury Saturday. We mm. played fantastic. Yeah. Um, yeah. However, I think the system that he deploys normally was very well suited to that game. Unfortunately, his reluctance to change his system um, will probably be his downfall. Um, yeah, um, so we'll, we'll have to see. We, we, it's our defence. We've been a bit unlucky at times. Hopefully, he will stick with Daniel Ayala in centre-half, who is Millsborough's best defender, in my opinion. He's been the best player in the whole of the championship for the last two years, and there's a reason why Rafa Benitez wanted him um, very yeah, eagerly in the summer. Yeah. Um, and yeah, now he's back in there, he's captain figure, he helps Ben Gibson, he helps the rest of the defence. And uh, yeah, it's been a bit of a surprise how, how we haven't coped very well at the back, really, um, especially with Cranker in there. But uh, yeah, I think the Bournemouth game is going to be a huge one for us this weekend. Um, if we get a good scene to off them, I think the, uh, the daggers will be out once again. And I agree with... Uh, I agree with you, Gaff. There, we're, we're yeah. in. Yeah, we could be. Um, we, we, we could be in the market for a manager come January. I would. Uh, I don't think he's going to be too far away from the betting in the next few weeks. It doesn't take much to push him, does it? No, and, and obviously the problem is he's he's. We had that incident in January where he walked mm-hmm. out on the club and came back. So he, he's. And, remember, and what you've got to remember is we we limped over the line for promotion. We didn't we didn't go flat. We went straight ahead and we flew over the line. We limped over that line. Mm-hmm. When we had the best squad in that division, we should have won that league by a country mile. And we limped over the line. He's he didn't he and he didn't have the dressing room to lose. If you know what I mean, it's mm-hmm. it's not um it's not a pumped up dressing room with um. All 22 players singing Cranker's praises from the rooftop. Um, it's not like that. So um, when you don't have a dressing room to lose either, I think it only, it only takes a couple of bad results for the fans to turn. And mm. yeah, the Millsborough fans aren't happy with the system. We're delighted mm. with how they played Saturday, but I think that was due to the fact the system we deploy with one up front um, suited playing away mm. to Arsenal. Yeah. I mean, how, how much did Cranker walking out and then coming back? How much damage do you think that has left in the? in the dressing room and behind the scenes. Uh, do you well, think there's still potential fractures that could open up again if things start to go sour? Oh, very, very much so. There's, there's, there's relationships there that will never be healed. Obviously, the, yeah. everyone's professional working relationships. There's a good handful of players there who, who, who wouldn't bat an eyelid if Karanka left. In fact, they'd probably help um, book a taxi for, for him on the way out. But... Yeah. <laughs> uh, it, 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 yeah, um, he's, he's more popular with the fans than he is with players. I'll put it like that. Wow, very much so. Yeah. And um, yeah, yeah. And, and to be honest, it surprised me how much we struggled in terms. I'm not Cranker's biggest fan, I must admit, mm. but it surprised me even how much we struggled at times. Um, but yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be a long it's gonna be a long hard winter on two side and we side. I can assure you. Is that. Is, that, is that systems or players or a bit of both? Or a bit of both, yeah. It, it, it's more of a system because you won't play two up front, so you ref, you'll steadfastly refuse. Um, we've got Bournemouth at the weekend, and the system will be exactly the same. He won't change it, he won't attack Bournemouth. He'll play one up front. Um, it'll probably be the same team, I imagine. Um, I do feel sorry for Jordan Rhodes. He didn't want Jordan mm-hmm. Rhodes in January. Yeah. Um, David Nugent back fit again now, and David Nugent will probably be ahead of Rhodes again in the pecking order. And oh, right. some people say that's harsh. 
But but here's a little stat for you. Jordan Rhodes has never ever scored at the Riverside Stadium for any team. Wow, I didn't know that. Ooh, they, you have to have a think about that. And then when people think it's harsh that he's not playing, think about that stat. That so there we that. go. Yeah, um, it's, it's a really good one, I think you can. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you um, must be trolling for the things for that one. <laughs> well, uh, when I first heard that, when I first heard it as well, and you, when you say 20 mils per fan, the first instinct is always, oh, don't be stupid. And then when you mm. see the brain ticking over, they go, oh, <laughs> he, could end up, he could end up getting to January 12 months and never having scored at the Riverside for any team which would be frightening really? wouldn't it for an for 11 million pound striker well, by the way it's not, it's, not, it's, not, it's not just home Negredo I don't mind Negredo Negredo's getting a bit of stick of the fans at the moment um, but I think the service has been poor obviously we're really excited about Adama Traore who had a fantastic game at the weekend um, I, I think he's got a huge amount of talent. He's one of these players where you think his feet might be a bit quicker than his brain, possibly. <laughs> a bit like a Navas sort of player. So some days he's going to look a world beater, other days he probably won't be. But as long as the fans don't expect him to be a world beater every game, I think that's a typical type of winger performance. Isn't it? You don't, you know, some, some days you're going to get that world beating performance, some days not. So I hope we don't all pin our hopes on this young lad. Um, but yeah, but, and another problem is, as we say, we're, we're nearly November now, and Karanka doesn't know his best eleven, and that's a, always a big worry, isn't it, with your team mm-hmm. when your manager doesn't know his best eleven, and it's not because they're playing well. So, um, yeah, we we and and you can't say Mills before, and we and we could get to Saturday. Chambers is back. For, he wasn't allowed to play against Arsenal. He could very well drop Daniel Ayalogan at weekend, which would just be. Mind-boggling for me, but um, for Karanka, I think he considered doing that. But uh, yeah, um, you're not his biggest yeah. fan, I can tell you. That, that's the thing is, you watch their team and they're one 0 down the other week, and he brought on Jordan Rhodes for 89 minutes, and I'm thinking, yeah. and even the the commentator was fuming because thinking, well, come on, well, I, yeah, and I'm, I'm a proud team side. When someone walks out of my football club, I don't care who you are. If it had been Lionel Messi or Ronaldo walking out of my football club, I wouldn't want you back. So. Um, if anyone yeah. works and walks out of my football club, I don't want you back yeah. particularly. So that, that's why I stand on that. Yeah, because he comes across a bit like Mourinho, like doesn't he? He, he, he I like wish he, he had Mourinho's he, technical. I wish he had more of Mourinho's technical now, to be honest. But um, <laughs> yeah, um, I, I, he's yeah, he's very stubborn. He is like that. Um, uh, yeah. Um, it, it's a frustration, and obviously we look up the road to seeing. So obviously we're seeing the. Uh, we're seeing the genius of Rafa. Someone comparing him to Kevin Keegan and Bobby Robson. Yeah. I must admit, I was sat here thinking, come on, guys, you, you, you've, just beaten, you've, only, you, you've just beaten Ipswich Town here. You haven't just beaten Barcelona. Get, get a, let's get a grip, shall we? <laughs> I nearly put you on when you, when, when you said that. I, I, I nearly almost, put you I on because you, you were jumping. I was going to accuse you guys of... of, of, of you start of getting getting above your stations a bit, and then when someone actually compared Rafa Benitez to to, to Keegan and Robson, I'm sure. Uh, so I, I mean, I'm sure Keegan would pop up and say, "I didn't relegate you." To be fair, Graham, let's be honest. You watch that. I'm going to be stern. I'm never normally this stern, but when you watch Middlesbrough at home, there is so many empty seats in that stadium. There isn't Do that. me oh, a favour. No, Do me them. a favour. Even I, even I, and I, I watch because I like watching Middlesbrough. Uh, but but I'm, can, can I point out to you why? Tell me why then. Seats. Well, I will tell you. If you walk up to Old Trafford now and you walk up to the Riverside, it's more expensive to buy a season ticket to the Riverside. 
we are that. number eight. We are number eight in terms of ticket prices. I oh. bought a season ticket in, in, at the Riverside this year mm. for, I think, it was about £680. Oh. Fine, I did that. My saving for the year, for the year, is £40. What? So, there, so before you can, so that, that, so there you've got, so, so it's not the Millsborough fans has not turned up for the football, which isn't great by the way at times, but there's a, there's a big reasoning behind that as well. I'm Steve Gibson's biggest fan, but I think he's, he's got his ticket pricing woefully wrong this year, woefully wrong. Millsborough should, we like to think of ourselves as a full of the people and, and we champion ourselves, but the fact that you can get a season ticket at Manchester United mm. for Leicester Middlesbrough is not right in any day. Especially with the fact that they they lost the the what do you call the engineering works have obviously lost a lot of jobs. Yeah, yeah, exa- exa- exactly. And we, we, we're, we're trying to do this, but then uh, and so when I tell people that that fact as well, they're like, wow, wow. Well, so I think that's the real reason you're seeing a lot of empty seats, Andrew. Really, because oh, wow. that the, the the ticketing policy at Middlesbrough is is woefully wrong, woefully wrong. And Newcastle have it right. Um, uh, and, 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 uh, but obviously, and then you see, we, we sell out we, every away day. We sell out. Uh, there's not a single away match this year for Middlesbrough, which hasn't, which has gone into a second day. Mm. So it is interesting, isn't it, when it comes to Middlesbrough? Even last season, when Newcastle, you know, kind of looking to get rid of McLaren, Karanka was right up there. Even I was champion, <laughs> championing his. Well, he was. He was. He was in yeah. the reckoning, and um, yeah, he was in the reckoning. Um, so you never know. Well, keep our fingers crossed. You might take them off our hands yet. <laughs> um, yeah. No. Still, it's, there's a there's a long way to go. For January, we need a big January window. I was I was just looking through the Newcastle lineup, seeing if we could plunder anyone. But I honestly don't think there's a single Newcastle player getting to our team at the moment. Well, it could be Aaron's because he's unfit at the minute, and he may come back. He may be ready for um, near January because they might they could. Give, to try and give no, more... No, I'm talking uh, about your starting... Your 1 to 11. 1 oh, to 11. 11. Is anyone, your 1 to 11, there's no one going to get in our team, I don't think. Um, well, well, who, who, are, who are your 1 to 11 would get in? Get him, really Get him. The, 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 the position where we're, we're really terrible is George Friends having the, one of the worst seasons of any mm. professional football in Premier League history. Yet, I wouldn't t- take Paul Dummett off you, so... <laughs> Don't start, Paul so Dummett. I think they're very similar, actually. To, I think, I think Dummett's probably better than George Friend, to be honest, but, um, but we could do with a left-back. Well, that's the thing. It's, he's been getting, been getting pelters. Um, it, it seems he's parking. We've got Susan coming on later to talk about Paul Dummett. Because we didn't well, have well, fifty well, well, last week. George, George Friend's the fans' favourite, no matter what, no matter how he plays, no matter how badly he plays. He, mm. the, fan, the fans love him because he's a good-looking lad, but... Uh, mm. hey. I just yeah, wish he can, he can't, football. yeah, he can't I wish, have, Well, I wish yeah. he could play football as well as he styled his hair, I thought I say. <laughs> well, as ever, always in line, always in line. Thanks so much for coming on, Graham, it's been fantastic. Fantastic, everybody, you're on, you always Take blow I'm, my I'm mind. Happy, I'm just happy to hear some people in the North East are so happy. I know you guys <laughs> have a good Christmas anyway. Don't worry, we'll have you on again, mate, don't worry. Just Take care, guys. <laughs> Cheers, thanks a lot. Thanks, Graham. Take care, mate. He's great, isn't he, Graham? I love having Graham on. He's fantastic. (laughs) Right, let's look here. Okay, now we're going to bring in Lee Johnson, who's been waiting uh, to come on. So, good evening, Lee. How are you? 
Good, you? Good. I'm not too bad, not too bad. Obviously, Graham's given us grief. We've had a good chat and then he's put us well in our place. I've been listening to him. He's very, very funny. <laughs> he is funny, isn't he? Great laugh. I love him I love having him on. He just says what he thinks and he tell, obviously he has good good insight on what's, uh, what players could be coming in. and He makes a good point, doesn't he? What one From 1 to 11, who could get in the, in the middle of the team? Even I... I thought Dummett, actually. I thought probably... Possibly him, but we've got um, uh, Susan to talk about that. But uh, with regards to I Saturday, I, I wouldn't know because I don't even know who the hell's in Middlesbrough's team because I couldn't give a Absolutely. toss about them to be honest. <laughs> Can, I can't believe six hundred quid to go to watch Middlesbrough. I know, I can't believe that. That's I, would, I honestly wouldn't know anyone in Middlesbrough's team. I have not got a clue. George Friend, uh, St- Stuart, uh, what's his name? I can't remember his name now. Um, so but it shows you how much interest I've got in Middlesbrough. The problem is with Millsborough is that you know he, he's the man the manager there as as Graham alluded to that uh, when you watch him uh, or when it comes to making an offensive change like I must be I did say Tory I think that's his name absolutely rips Arsenal a new one um, on Saturday for tremendous you know he took he took them right on and but that's the thing is he's going to play he's always going to play one up front but. Um, when you look at obviously you the game on Saturday, uh, how was it for you? Um, well, the game was over the minute we scored. Mm, really? <laughs> I, think, I think you know we scored so early in the game was it was over. Um, I mean, we went into the game where everyone was saying it's which <clears throat> best defensive record in the league, which they did have, um, and that that was all about obviously set up quite make themselves difficult to beat. And, you know, they did set up after even after one we scored the goal, they were quite difficult to break down after that. Had two or three good chances before we got a single, but again, Andrew Neil, uh, we are we aren't hitting any great heights. We are just being very professional and yeah. keeping clean sheets and starting to roll teams over. And our goal difference is already worth an extra point. We're just putting we're putting points on the board now. We're putting goals on the board. We're mm. keeping clean sheets and. Um, now we are the team to be caught, and the pressure is starting to crank up on the teams below us. And I still think this squad, or team squad, still haven't been tested. Yeah, and that's I, bad I, news for the rest of the league. Yeah, it's, it's, I think um, the, the the way that we're we're playing, like I, I think I've said a couple of weeks ago, once we actually click into full gear, you know, we we it could be really something good to watch. And even and it's funny, isn't it? Nobody's mentioned the back four. The well, we're going to talk about Mr. Dummer later on with, with Susan, but um, when it comes to even the fact that Membemba is not even in the, in the start 11, you've got Cl- Kieran Clark, you've got you've got uh, Giselles playing out their skins. It's it's amazing what's happening front to back, isn't it? Kieran Clark's, Kieran Clark's made um, everyone forget about Membemba. It's quite right. bizarre, because uh, I, I think probably when the season started, you would probably see Membemba's our best centre-half when the season kicked off. Um well, Kieran Cox, Kieran Cox came in. He's been outstanding. I mean, if anyone, if anyone doesn't deserve to be dropped, it's him. He's been, he's been solid. But he looks like somebody that Rafa <coughs> is clearly working with and working on his game. Um, you know, I think I've heard, I think I've read, it, read something about Village to play him in midfield. I mean, Jesus Christ, never been a midfielder in his life. But as a centre half, um, centre half, he's, he's been outstanding. And and themselves have complimented as well. But. See, I like the cells anyway. I like the cells towards the end of last season. I thought the cells was outstanding. Even when we were playing against the likes of City, Liverpool and Tottenham, 
I thought Lascelles was coming on, and mm. when he got the captain's armband at the beginning of the season, he deserved it. He deserved it because he backed up his performances at the end of last season with his mouth mm-hmm. against mm. the likes of Sissoko and Ronaldo and all that. And he was right. He was right what he actually said at the time. And um, I just, at the beginning of the season, he had a little bit of a blip, and of course people jumped on him and was a bit too early to have the captain's armband. No, not at all. That's a clearly trust the lad, and uh, his performances on the field are kind of showing that. And I know you've just mentioned uh, Dummett there. I think Dummett gets a lot of unfair press, to be honest. People who, it's easy for somebody to pick out. Um, Dummett's a good good defender, and that's what he's paid to do for Newcastle. Yeah. He's a defender. Um, people whinge about the fact that when the ball goes into him, yes, he has a tendency to try and take a touch before when he's moving forward, but that's because he's not necessarily comfortable. Yes, everyone wants your full-backs to be good going forward as well as going backwards, but mm. if you compare him to Yedlin as a defender, Paul Dummett's a better defender than Yedlin, but Yedlin's better on forward than Paul Dummett. And I still think Paul Dummett's best position is centre-half anyway, but mm. as, you know, the grief he gets and all that, it's unwarranted as far as I'm concerned. Kid's solid. He's been he part of a solid back four that would finish the Premier League six-game unbeaten last season. Bernanita, Lasselle, Mbemba and him. And again, this season, he's been part of a solid back four that's keeping clean sheets pretty much week in, week out. So I know everyone has, everyone loves a scapegoat, and he seems to be one of them, but uh, there's not one with a lot. He does a job for me. Hi. Yeah. Well, look, I made my, my feelings clear about it last, last week. Um, I, I, I agree. I think Dummett's more centre-back, but he falls between two stools because at the minute he's neither one nor the other. Sometimes... Though he seems to be firmly at left back in in Rafa Benitez's plans, and that's fine by me because we've got a good record when he's in the team, and, and I don't have a problem with that. I think the longer term bet is probably he wants Lazar and Yedlin in yeah. to fit for his system, where I think he, he wants the full backs to to press oh, no. on and all that. Yeah. Lap. Um, but uh, as far as I'm concerned, I'm happy to support whoever he puts out in the black and white shirt. I don't care. I'm not going to argue with him. Um, Did you make changes tomorrow, Lee? I would imagine so. Um, I think but I, I think the spine of this team might stay pretty much the same. Um, ultimately, Andrew, we're playing one of the, the championship's form sides. I think they're five unbeaten now, winning the last four, or winning the last four and drawn one, <clears throat> beating Norwich at the weekend. So we've got them twice this week, so we've got to respect them. Uh, but could be a big crowd there tomorrow. 42 um, in Canton, yeah. I'll certainly be there. I got my tickets weeks ago. £10, great value. Get your tickets if you haven't got it because, you know, it's a chance. You're getting into the quarterfinals and, you know, if you get a favourable draw, as someone was saying earlier, you kind of never know. And we currently have the squad to deal with the current demands of a cup competition and the league. There's, there's no problem there whatsoever. No problem there whatsoever. We're, we're, three, we're, we're three or two deep in terms of players on the pitch all over the park. So... And given what I've seen of Benitez, Benitez will, will prioritise the exact game that's in front of him. He will not think about, oh, I need to rest these for the weekend. Now, if Robert Benitez thinks he has a chance of getting Newcastle into a, into a quarter-final of the, the League Cup, a trophy we could potentially win, why not? <laughs> We're in the Championship, but so what? We've got, not, we've got nothing to lose when we go into games. If, let's say, we beat Preston tomorrow night and pull a Premiership team at there, St James's Park, Pressure's all on the team who comes to St James's Park because ultimately they'll be expected to win. They're just a little lowly tin pot championship club, which, uh, you know, all the Premier League teams, big boys, the likes of Sunderland and all that should be beaten, really. 
Yeah, I was going to get to Son in a minute. It's like another week, another another loss. It's getting. Uh, I still don't Fantastic, think we'll sack him. Fantastic, isn't it? Great, absolutely great. <laughs> I think, but I, I agree. I agree with Andy on this, though. I think I know. I know we're quite. It's quite easy to jump on Son and say, "Yeah, we'd like to see them go down." I don't think it's good for anybody, to be honest with you. Um, <laughs> I, do, I just don't think so. I, I think totally it's just. Disagree with you. I will Neil jump in. <laughs> dance. I will absolutely dance on their relegation grave if they get relegated this season. They're absolutely been moronic over the last five years. There's no doubt about. It. They go down. I'll be partying on hard on their relegation if we go. Wait. It's like we touched on before, man. A, they're not going to get six points off us this year, and B. They're not going to play us, so they don't know when to sack Moyes. They've got no time and reference point. You're right. They've, they've got no reference point. They don't know when to get rid of oh, it. Does Middlesbrough suffice? Well, they played their opening game, so uh, that was a bit too early, even for them. Um, but, no, it, 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 it's, it's to see what's happening, and I see you know, some of the red and white as that, that mm-hmm. I follow on Twitter and that follow me, some of the things that are coming out, even, even the ones who usually tweet, exceptionally positively are now reduced to one word unrepeatables in the middle of the game and you're like oh that really must be hurting at every level mm. um, and, and on Saturday we had a group of black and white as together following our game in various media while all the premiership games were on and we had the, the Mackham game in the corner of our eye on one screen and the Middlesbrough game in the corner of our other eye on another screen, um, and to see you know what was going on there, and then to see this this fallout with Anachibi over the yeah, um, I saw that. over his, his tweet, <laughs> which is nugget. yeah, well exactly, that's just classic football nugget, isn't it really? Um, but the meltdown that ensued after was quite significant, and it was something that it really it, it it put anything we've done to players on Twitter into the into the pale because. Um, it, it just shows what's going on there. It just seems but, totally, utterly all over the place. But this has been, but this has been something that's been happening over the last four or five years. But there's basically, mm. their fans, a lot of their fans, have basically ignored what's been blatantly happening in front of their eyes. Mm. And why? Because of six in a row, and because yep. we went down in the summer. They, they basically yep. ignored anything that has been going on under their eyes. And I'm quite confident in the. And the setup we currently have, and what's going on behind the scenes, and we're trying to, like I said, Rafa Mendes isn't just looking at Newcastle Sports Eleven. He's trying to pull, trying to join Doc here to make this club, you know, make it, you know. Really Do you not think Graham Bailey's right, Lee, when he says we're getting a bit of ahead of ourselves a little bit? Ahead of ourselves in what in what regard? What have I said that we're getting ahead of ourselves? Seriously, I am um, Andrew. That was that was a classic Borough fishing mission. <laughs> Uh, tell, sorry, us, Andrew, well, you can tell us, Andrew, tell us how I'm getting ahead of myself. Tell us how I've said <laughs> no, he's, saying, he's saying to us, we're getting, we're getting ahead of ourselves. Not, uh, not me, he's just saying... He's saying and, 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 and the comment about who in your 11 were getting our team. I can't even name half their team. Why am I even bothered about which one of our players could get into their 11? Exactly, and due to the bad and the bad public health in the air down there, none of our players would want to go down there. Anyway. <laughs> I, mean, was, I have I to say, it was classic Graham Bailey. I must admit, he got he he took us he took us to town. I must admit, I have to agree, he did get us. Andrew, Andrew, you, you, got, you, you got you on the hook, and I did the one thing you do in a situation like that: you shut your gob and let him crack on. 
Exactly. <laughs> you know what we know. We, come on, any Newcastle fans have got real genuine perspective. He was twisting words when he was saying about comparing Rafa to Robson and, 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 yeah. and Keegan. What he was comparing was the feeling, the feeling about what's going on, that Correct. change, that connection. Mm. Now, that's comparable. I'm not mm. going to start comparing. And actually, yeah, let's compare him to Robson and Keegan. Mm. He's actually won more than both of those. So if you want to compare him as a manager, good stuff, yeah. let's, let's start digging through the history of what, who's won where and what they've done. Um, and I, and I think you find Rafa's still on the top of that tree there. Just he, and 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 neither of them won anything at Newcastle United. And, and I'll, bring in, you know, I'll bring in Steve Hasty as well. He's he's in the studio as well. Uh, whenever you want to jump in, Steve. He's, we're got, we're he's <laughs> got he's got he's got Rafa's got Rafa. I mean, we know people people will go people. Will, you know, we we have one ambition this season, one only one, and that's getting back in the mm. Premier League. Anything else? Mm. Apart from that, would be a positive. Yeah, good. But if we get back in the Premier League, people aren't going to start talking about this, that, and the other. My my line will be straight away is consolidation. See if we can stay in the league and see if we can build on something. But if you look at the Premier League as a whole, right, as a package and what you're seeing week in week out, and I'm I'm, I'm kind of dipping in and out of it, and also in the Champions League, the standard is absolutely getting dreadful. And there's a reason why Leicester won the league last season. So if you can be half competitive have the right manager and he gets you organised, you could actually get within the top half of the Premier League, I think, quite easily at the moment if you've got the right players. Because I don't actually think it's all that. No, it's not. Mm, I agree. I agree. What do you think, Steve? All right, I agree as well. <laughs> <laughs> Evening, chaps. Evening. It's interesting, oh, isn't it? I, I, I haven't, I've just hooked on to the back of the conversation, but you're right, you know, I mean, it, it, you, you this has been a lifelong sort of bang to mind that people comparing you know, Jackie Milburn with Alan Shearer, with Malcolm MacDonald, with Huey Gallagher, you know, different times, different eras, different football, you know, different strips, different boots, <laughs> a different ball that they're playing, a different surface, you know, and it's the same when it comes to managers, you know, you, yes, it might not, you know, Rafa's, it, it's only a 10-year gap or a 12-year gap, whatever it is, between Robson being here and Rafa being here, mm-hmm. you know, but the, the game's moved on so much. The pressures that the managers are under is, is different, you know. The styles of football are different. The size of the squads are different. The amount of money that the players want are different. The, the way that the manager has to motivate a, a young kid, um, maybe be the same. That's probably the only similarity we've got, you know, the, the way that you motivate a Kieran Dyer in the same way as you try and motivate a, a, a Ronaldo Aarons, you know, and I suppose the other problem is trying to keep them both out of nightclubs, you know. But apart from that, yeah. you know, there's not that many similarities that you can that you can throw uh, into the mix these days. I think, you know, it's it's it's, it's a completely different game. Uh, yet, talking to a guy today, and he was complaining because he thought we should have had six or seven. He thought we should we should have put uh, <laughs> it switched hmm. to the sword. He was My disappointed, God. and I'm going, what? Uh, there was there was three of around the table, and one of them's. One of them's coming out with that, and the other two of us are going. And what? I just, it, it's 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 a victory. It's three points. That's all that matters. We're what quarter of the way through the season. We're top of the league. We're clear by three points. And if we can keep going with a goal scorer who's in quarter of the season's got 11 goals, is he going to end up with 44? Probably not. But who knows? You know. But yeah, no, no. We should have put them to the sword. I wasn't happy with the performance. Oh, Great goals. 
what is the world coming to? What is the Castle fans coming to when it's like that, you know? Don't put him on Sky. Jesus <laughs> Christ. The rest of the country will think, eee, look at these lots, they're absolutely deluded. Oh, God. Well, He's it's, probably it's the kind of idiot that does end up on Sky. It's absolutely crazy. Sadie yeah. was great. Sadie was absolutely great. <laughs> I absolutely love the fact that we're actually keeping, when we're keeping clean sheets, I'm loving actually thinking, we're not. The minute we got the second goal, I was like, well, they're definitely not going to score two or three here. There's no yes. chance they're going to score two or three here. It'll take a good team to score two goals against us this season. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Especially at home. It, it, it needs us to have an off day. And a big off day. And we've seen it. We've ha- it's happened once this season. Happened against Wolves. But what's Rafa been able to do? He's been able to regroup. He's been able to sort them out. He's been able to give them the shake that they needed. Been able to make the changes that he wanted to make, uh, and we've been able to go back on, and we've now had another unbeaten five-game run, you know, and that's what that's that's the difference between the Castle United now and the Newcastle we were seeing under Pardew over four seasons. He couldn't do it, you know, he he, he couldn't motivate the players in that way and he, because in his in his mind he couldn't do it himself, you know, he he, he didn't have the ability. But Rafa Rafa can spot what's going on. Um, it's, it's interesting I listening mind, to. I think it means he actually think he could do it. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> when he's standing, when he's standing on the touchline at uh, some uh, NFL game, I don't know whether you saw his interview. <laughs> yeah, last I saw night, it. Where, where he turned round and said, uh, "You know what? It's almost a foreign game." And I'm going, yeah, "Of course, it's a bloody foreign game. <laughs> it's American football. Oh, for God's sake, has nobody told you that? You know, has nobody told you that it's actually American football? You know." <laughs> I couldn't believe he said it. It's just unbelievable. You know, it it just sums him up, doesn't it? You know, he's just a soundbite manager. You know, and the Palace fans are sussing him out now. You know, in fact, the thing is, they've sussed him out a little bit quicker. But we did all the spade work for them for the proof. We we left them a few clues. Oh, definitely. (laughs) I. (laughs) It was Professor Green. In the Aye. kitchen with the metal bar. <laughs> Is that not a good enough clue, you know? <laughs> I mean, some of the stuff that they're, that they're, they're coming out with, is, it, it's mirror image. And it's interesting, we've had fans of other clubs that have gone on Allardyce after he left us, saying the same things we were saying, yet we were yep. berated for it. We've got it now with Pardew. Uh, we're certainly not going to get an apology for it. Um, but we were damn well right. You could see what was happening with him, and it's interesting. His his man managing or his inability to man manage is is coming out. His ego getting ahead of himself. You, you've got to say anybody who walks around with the word pods on his training kit, you, you know, you've got to be thinking hat on, son. You know, really, your initials aren't good enough for you. You've got to be the man. You know, you might want to mention that. You know, when you mentioned that about him sussing Pardew, I was reading a Tottenham fan on Twitter yesterday, and he was hoping that uh, Tottenham were going to, uh, the club were going to appeal to Sopo's ban, so he got an extra two games to five. <laughs> 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 so I was creased, I was like, ah, it didn't take you long to work out that he's an absolute fraud as well. And we got 30 million English pounds from... Yeah. <laughs> Did you see the interview you with Alan Pardew? Did you see the interview uh, with him... Uh, on Football Focus. The one with Gary Lineker? Uh, yes, it was really interesting. What he's, he says he's trying to take credit for telling Mike Ashley that he's made a mistake. Uh, oh, God. Uh, four years. He sat in front of Ab- he sat 
he sat taking the coin for four years mm. and telling, telling us in the papers that everything was rosy in the garden. There was mm. not, not a problem. And then it's taken him, what, eight, 18 months to come out with absolute mm. tosh like that, you know. It's and well in, it just, Steve, it's it just well begs to leap on the press, eating it up, aren't they? That eating it up. Totally. When we won a game, Steve, when we won a game, I remember when we beat Chelsea at home, and he dedic- the first thing he did was on the, on, on the interview on Match of the Day, was dedicated to Mike Ashley. I was sitting there again. Everyone straight away was like, oh, God, you've just killed the result right there, you moron. Mm, you're dedicated to Mike yeah. Ashley. But he was always the same. I, I, I kept saying at the time, see, we would have respected Alan Pardew more if, let's say, Mike Ashley and his team behind them, Alan yeah. Pardew were undermining every decision Alan Pardew was making from a football point of view. We would have respected him more, exactly like Kevin Keegan, when Kevin yeah. Keegan went, right, sorry, Mike, like, uh, this isn't for me, I'm weird. Yeah. Yeah. Alan Pardew could have done exactly the same. I hear people say, oh, no, but then he, but he's given up employment. Well, how not? It's slightly different than normal folk who work day in, day out. I mean, he would have got picked up to work on that um, Sky panel because it's, it's not like them leaving the job and giving up a wage like us or normal people who have jobs. Alan Pardew, if he was getting it getting the mix to go out and behind the scenes. He could have walked away, but he didn't. He was quite happy to go along, lick Mike Ashley's backside, praise him for this, ask for that. I mean, it was, it was cringeworthy and embarrassing. The fact that he's coming out and saying, now, I kind of said this, I did that. I mean, that is... I, I, the, the guy clearly is mental. I mean, Jesus Christ. Yeah. I, tell you, I tell you what I always use as the benchmark now for respect when it comes to managers. In, in, in managers in Newcastle United and that's how quiet the pub goes when they come on to do an interview and how many people go shush, shush and the whole bar goes silent it, the only time you've ever heard it happen was under Keegan yeah, under okay. Robson and now under Rafa nobody told you to shut up when, when Pardew was talking <laughs> in fact you didn't even notice it was on the telly you know you didn't, you, nobody did it when when it was uh, John Carver, because most people were hiring pelters at the telly at that point, you know. And no disrespect to John, but he had he had been dropped in and he com- tried to convince us all and convince himself he could do it, and he couldn't, you know. And and you know that that I, I don't class that as a, as, a, as a sort of management position if I'm if I'm truly honest. But the poor Jew situation, <laughs> nobody nobody would tell you to be quiet because they wanted to listen to what he had to say. You know, not a cat in hell's chance in the bar. And that's the measure of the respect, I think, that you get from your castle fans. When, when the bar goes quiet and everybody's listening, and it, it, the shiver that you used to get, and the shiver that most people got, that, that, that day when Keegan, that love it, I'd love it. And everybody, every Newcastle fan, probably wherever they were, whether they were in the living room or whether they were yeah. in a bar, or whether they're on holiday somewhere, every Newcastle fan at that point probably jumped out that seat and went, yeah, go on, Kev, go yeah. on, we agree with you, we agree with you. Yeah. Because we did, you know? And, and we had the utmost respect for everything that we was trying to do. And Robson, when he came on, we respected him, and we, and we respect Rafa, and it's silence when he speaks, you know? Yeah, I was going to say you don't actually have to be told to be quiet in the bar now yeah. when he comes on to talk, because everybody <laughs> thought the matter goes quiet, you know? We, we, we talked about this earlier, actually. Is it interesting that um, Lee can answer the question before I bring in the next caller, but Mbemba um, not playing. Uh, what do you think is going on there? Because obviously, he's, uh, and obviously Darlow is now the main man. Burn. He had a grass burn. You know, grass <laughs> is dangerous. <laughs> right. But dangerous is it really grass. that bad? 
Well, anyone who's played at the Lightfoot Stadium will know how bad grass burns used to be, but the grass burn you got at the Lightfoot was usually because someone had actually set fire to the grass, you know? (laughs) (laughs) I must admit, I've never come across a grass burn keeping somebody out. I'm wondering if he's burned a delicate area. Yeah, possibly. (laughs) Have you ever heard of grass burn, uh, Lee? Not a clue. Not a clue. It's a new one on me. If David Beckham had done it, we would have heard about it. You know, I've oh, never carpet, heard of Carpet burns, Lee. Carpet burns. I've had carpet burns before on my knees. Get chin. Um. <laughs> no, no. Sorry. Family show. Sorry. <laughs> so, Everybody so, calm down at the back there. <laughs> so what do you think, Lee, with, with tomorrow... Uh, was it probably going to be at least 46, I would presume, for a Tuesday night. But um, it's it is going to be it could be it could be something really really special. And you've got to hope if we do the business, we get another home draw and get one of the big boys. Just then to the game's massive. It's a massive, massive game. Yeah. game. They're all massive. They're all massive. Yeah. I'm fortunate. I'm I'm there tomorrow night. I'm going to Preston on Saturday as well. Every game is massive. It's great. I'm going to the game with a massive smiley face. I mean, I was sitting at work on last Thursday just thinking, oh, I think not the match yet. I think not the match yet. When's it going to be the match? When's it going to be the match? And then, then, then reality going, but I have to concentrate on the fact I've got a son. And I'm like, oh, it's not the match yet. I, just, I, I feel like what I was when I was like um, 10, 12, when I was doing my papers, I used to like kick this stone around thinking, I'm getting the match to be, I'm getting the match to be, I can't wait. And that's what I feel like at the moment. I just want to be at the match every day. And this championship is great because there is like a match every day. We've got to keep them every week. It's great. Right. <laughs> yeah, it's a, I think, um, you know, you don't want to get the situation we had where we had Wolves last time and we lost one and then we we beat them uh, in the cup. I think, uh, I don't know what you guys think, but, you know, the way Newcastle are built this season, you can imagine us getting up ahead of steam and really, really rolling. Mm-hmm. Well, we haven't, we haven't yet still, in my yeah, opinion. Exactly. I, honestly, I honestly just still think we're going along quite nicely and we haven't hit any, how can I put it, any great heights. I just think, mm-hmm. we're, I think we're just well, well organised, we're professional, we're getting the job done, we're getting the points on the board. Then Rafa's putting his, taking his glasses off, putting them back in his top pocket and thinking about the next game straight away. Mm-hmm. So if we actually hit any kind of real rich vein of form mm-hmm. on the pitch, I honestly think we'll end up blowing this league away because there's pressure on everyone below us now because they're the chasing pack and we are capable of going on these unbeaten runs. We're capable of going on. We're capable of going five, six, seven, eight games unbeaten. There's no doubt about that. And the fans just stick with it instead of that guy Steve was tarting out the day who thinks we should be winning every game seven, eight nil. Um, you know, we'll we 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 certainly could go up and we've got the. We've got the squad, we've got the depth to deal with the cup competitions as well. It's great. Mm. Well, thanks for coming on, Lee. We're gonna, uh, I'm going to have Susan come in next, but thanks for coming on. We'll catch you next week, OK? Enjoy. Thanks, Lee. Enjoy. Take care, mate. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 I think we're, I, I'm actually can't wait for round three, sorry, round two between uh, Susan and um, um, and uh, Neil. Mitch, obviously... Is 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 his name really? But um, obviously talking about Paul Dummett. What, what did you think of the performance of the whole team on Saturday, uh, Steve? Before I bring in, uh, before I bring in um, um, Susan. I, I think we, I think we didn't get out the second gear. To be perfectly honest, I thought we, I thought that we played within ourselves. I thought uh, you know the first goal. It, it's interesting. The first you know an early goal off the 
people often say it can, it can, it can kill a game, you know. It took them about 10 minutes to, to suss out that we weren't, we weren't actually going for a jugular. We had a couple of opportunities. But mm-hmm. as, this, as the second half, as the, as the first half went on, you're thinking, yeah, I just want a second goal because history tells you with Newcastle that, mm-hmm. you know, you let, an, you let a team back in just before half-time. I think there was nobody more relieved than me when the half-time whistle went, you know. Um, apart from George, who was sitting next to us, of course, <laughs> because that oh. was the conversation we have. You know, we could let this slip. We've got to get, you know, we'll feel more comfortable when we get the second goal. And it, you know, it took an awful long time to come. And then, you know, within, what, five minutes, we were three now up. But we didn't really, you know, we had, we had opportunities, but we didn't really put them to the sword, you know. Mm. And as the, as the lad at work, I could understand what he was getting at, you know. But I thought we played within ourselves. I thought we, I thought we played controlled football. I thought that it was, it was what Rafa wants. He want, yes, obviously he wants a win. And that's the most important thing. And he was happy with the win. And we were happy with the win. Um, I thought that Dale worked his socks off. I thought that Perez had a good game. Um, he was, uh, you know, he, he seemed to have a, a, a bit more edge than certainly than the army can put in. Um, I thought Interesting that he dropped him, wasn't it? I thought Kieran Clark at the back was was absolutely outstanding. You know, I didn't didn't put a foot wrong. He, He's he, been and, a revolution. He, that lad can glide through a game. You know, uh, doesn't struggle at all. Um, and he looks like a lad who has played in the Premier League for quite a number of seasons. And by dropping down into this league, it's given him a fresh impetus. It's given him fresh momentum. And he's, he has shown that he is a decent, really decent uh, player. And I'm looking forward to uh, that partnership developing. In fact, if anybody's position's in doubt, it's centre-back. It's, mm. it's certainly not Keith Clark. It's probably Lascelles, you know. But... Lascelles has the speed to get himself out of trouble. He got himself mm. into a couple of little situations on Saturday, but he got himself out of trouble as well. Um, but, you know, it's, it's, you've got John Joe Shelby who's just knocking the ball around for fun in the centre midfield, you know. Um, Callback worked his socks off. Um, and Richie he could have had a couple of goals. Uh, mm. A few people around us, you know, a bit disappointed with his performance. But uh, I wasn't disappointed with any of the players' performances, to be perfectly honest. Uh, just happy to take the point, happy to rule on. Uh, I'm, I'm interested in what's going to happen when it comes to the January transfer window, yeah. because it's obviously at that point that uh, Rafa is going to be signing players with a view, hopefully, to, uh, to what, we're, what we're building when we get promoted. And uh, if the vibes I'm hearing uh, are anything to go by, that's certainly the way Rafa and his team are uh, are taking it. Mm. So I'm I'm I think it's going to be a very very interesting uh, January transfer window for us if we can keep the momentum going and that's what Rafa's aiming for and we can get a little bit ahead of steam and we can get a little bit of a gap opening up um, and he can, and he can bring fresh fresh ideas and he can bring fresh players and players of quality in to really really push the squad. And I think he already knows the players that he feels aren't good enough for the Premier League. Mm. So let's let's roll on January. Yeah, do you think do you think he'll bring anybody in? Because I'll be surprised if he does. I think Neil, he will. Yeah, do you I think, think he will, Steve? Yeah. Uh, I, think uh, it, I think he will. I I genuinely think he probably will have some some little gap in that squad identified that he want to fill. Um, I think he'll want to make sure that we're pressing on, that we're heading towards. Uh, the right direction. Um, you want to keep the squad honest, and the easiest way to keep the squad honest is to freshen it up. 
Who do you think you'd bring in, Steve? Because I can't see in that team who he would change. Possibly, well, even top of my head, I can't think of anybody really at the minute. I think, I think, I think you'd bring a striker in. Yeah, I, I was going to say Mitrovic. Yeah. I think I wouldn't be surprised if I think he's looking at his squad now and he's thinking, you know what? Where's the? Where are the issues? There's issues at left back, mm. and I think there's issues that he that he'll want to address in terms of quality uh, in centre midfield. Um, I think he'll want yeah, to, he'll want to have a stronger squad in centre midfield. I think he, I think he'll look for a striker. I think a shorter striker. To be perfectly mm. honest, I think we've got too many players that can't decide. You can't decide whether they're strikers or whether they're uh, you know a deep line centre forward, a number ten, uh, mm. whatever you want to call this modern day. You know, we're playing a mm. one up front uh, situation. I think I think uh, he's playing cautious football at the minute. But you look at the likes of say. Chelsea, for example, they're going three at the back. They're playing three up front. They've got a solid centre midfield, and they've got players on the wings who will work alongside. But you know, I, I, and I wouldn't be surprised if you know that sort of uh, Italian stroke Spanish formation is the type of thing that he's going to be looking at. So I wouldn't be surprised if he brings striker in and a central midfielder at least. And I think that striker will be a quality striker because it'll be a striker that's lined up. In terms of what we need for the Premiership, yeah, it's going. It's going. It's going to be fascinating. I think. Uh, I think it's so close, isn't it? There's only about a couple of months to go, and I can. Sit, if he's going to go, I think in the market it'll be quick. I think yeah. he won't wait around, will he? He'll I think he'll already in. know. I think. I think he'll already have them lined up. I think he'll already have them in place. I think his team behind them will be working solidly. Uh, if not already working solidly, they'll be working solidly between now and the end of November. And they'll have those. They'll have those deals done. And when it comes to the January transfer window, the players will be in. I don't think there'll be any pussyfooting around. I think. Uh, I think Rafa, being the ultimate professional, has everything lined up before he then goes to the board and says, "Right, you board. sort out the money yeah. side. This is the player I want, and he already knows that the player's coming." You know. Who would you like, Steve? Before I bring it, before I asked um, Neil. I, who would I like? Oh, hey. It's a hard one. I'd, I'd, I wouldn't be surprised if it was somebody big from the continent. I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, that's where all the all the all the sort of you look at into the Spanish league. You look at strikers over there. You know, maybe it's Italian league. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if he had someone lined up from from that neck of the woods. Um, the the player I, I think we all wanted to see come to Newcastle early in the year was was. Uh, was the, the lad down at Southampton and he started Van Gogh's in again, uh, which is a shame. I was hoping he wasn't going to get a game at Southampton and and, and, that, and that would be it, and that's Charlie Austin. But uh, he's scoring goals, he's getting his place. Uh, so I think that's probably, you know, that, that, I think that one's uh, long gone. But uh, I, think it, I, think it's, I think it's quality that he's after. Um, you know what? He has such... He has such a squad of people out there identifying quality that it could come from anywhere. It could come from all quarters, you know. So I'm not going to play football manager with you and try and do any more guessing games, no. but let's just see what happens there. No, that's indeed the difficulty, isn't it? I mean, I, I think um, I don't. I think it will be very hard to predict who we would bring in, um, and, and, and and like you, Steve. Playing guessing games, is, it, you, you're going to get it wrong. It's it's the old school. What, what the journal used to do with the scattergun approach, the transfer <laughs> rumours to say, well, well, we said it first. Um, it, 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 
it could be anything. It could be a genuine surprise. It could be something that would not wash socks off. He's got the ability to do yeah. that as well, particularly yeah. if we're looking in pole position. Yeah, exactly. I've got to, thanks for coming on, Steve. I've got to bring my next guest before the show ends in 10 minutes, but it's been fabulous to have you on again. I'll, I'll catch you next week, okay? Thanks, mate. Cheers, mate. Thanks, mate. Bye. Well, that brings in our next caller of the evening, and that is the lovely Susan Snowden. Good evening, Susan. How are you? I am now the founder of the Paul Dummett <laughs> Fan Club Society. Just thought I'd like... Would you like to join? <laughs> I tell you, all those tweets, all those emails, I'll tell you what he must have thought. Jesus Christ, you'll not get off me back if ever I do something. What Neil, a changed man. Neil, you're going to have to take over. I can't. Uh, I can't. She's just yeah. killed me. Tell you... <laughs> What a man. I mean, look at the pass. He was watching. He was like, he was like a whippet. Honestly, <laughs> running up that pitch. I thought, my God, that's all he needed. A kick up the arse, wasn't it? Sorry, uh, kick up the bum. Just needed a bit, a bit, of, bit of motivation, Susan. Just a bit of motivation. A little bit of additional motivation. That's what it was. And I motivated him every 10 minutes via tweet. <laughs> the start of the game though I mean I, 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 as I said before we, there was a gathering of us in, in one of the bars that we were meeting mm-hmm. quite regularly here and, and you know you literally you put, you put your phone down master kicked off pick your phone up oh well 1-0 up and, and what a heck of a the start of the game and when we, we were seeing footage of the goal coming in you know, in, into the game really was a superb way to, to set the game up and um, I, I think then we just finished it off very professionally. I don't know what you think of it, what happened there on after. Well, I, he was my man of the match. I mean, really? I had the whole laser's <laughs> end. I had them converted. I was, I was, I was, I wasn't calling him Dumbnut. I was calling him Paul. I honestly believe you could hear us. Do you know what I mean? Because poor Paul would have woke up to my tweet. He would have went for his dinner and got a tweet. Would have went for his tea and went to bed when they tweet. And I think that's what he's needed. He's needed a woman behind him, egging him on. But thoroughly enjoyed seeing that player change. So I, think I heard he was getting. I heard he was getting abused. Um, well, by, not off me. Not off me. <laughs> I heard. He, I heard he was in, probably was in the Gallagher. I believe he was, he was getting pelters in there by one or two fans jumping on him, and he was. I believe that he. I think at the end of the game, he didn't, um, like Rafa had to take him, you know, to thank everybody, and he was reluctant mm-hmm. to go and t- back to that area, because... Well, that's what same. happened last week. Oh, I'll have to tweet him the night. I'll have to tweet it now. <laughs> I can't be having, I can't be having fans abusing it. <laughs> no, but I'm just saying, you know how, like, he hasn't been the flavour of the, the seasons, let's just say. But, I think after a week of Let's not call stalking. Let's just call encouraging. Um, obviously, something's changed in that dressing room because he was a different player, and he actually didn't just do his little tap to the side and run in another direction. He actually contributed to the game. And I thought, get in. My season's made. <laughs> <laughs> till next week. <laughs> no, till tomorrow. Till tomorrow. I mean, I oh, do yeah, feel he'll yeah. be part of the game tomorrow, you know. Do you think you're not but bringing Laz- Laz- Lazar in to um, to give him well, a bit more know? experience? We, we haven't got a clue with this man. 
I'll tell you what, though. <laughs> what's happening with Mitrovich? He's becoming the 15 yeah. minute at the end man, isn't he? Mm. And we're going to, you know, I know he's going to get a bit sick of that, isn't he? Mm. Anybody's going to get bored just going to work for 15 minutes and getting like 40, 50,000. I think we um, talked about the <laughs> fact that Newcastle could. Um, I've always thought this that Mitrovic isn't Rafa Benitez's man. And I think uh, in January, they'll look to make a change uh, because you can sense that Murphy's going to be the the perennial sub anyway. And mm-hmm. to, to either do one thing, you'll keep Mitrovic or bring somebody else of maybe a bit more nous. Um you, you don't know what league they're going to go into to bring the next guy in because mm-hmm. obviously the favourite, I think the favourite for everybody, even though West Ham are struggling would be Carroll if fit and motivated, mm-hmm. um, but y- y- that's the thing, you know. You got to you got to bring somebody that can, you know, because Newcastle when they st- when we start to roll, mm-hmm. you know, you got to have that. Because I'm still not convinced away from even though we've won a f- obviously a few games, but um, away from home you're gonna you need that big man up top and with a bit of bit of speed on him. I mean, it'll never be Mitrovic, so I can't imagine Mitrovic. Why you no? Know, just keep with the dwarfs. Honestly, don't be hatest. <laughs> don't be hatest. All these little ones like me are doing smashing, right? Just run through the legs. We'll bring Adam. What's that? What's, hang on. Adam Johnson. Uh, Armstrong, sorry. What's your favourite? Adam Armstrong. I'm just, Adam Armstrong. There's, a con, there's a, a crowd of people in my living room. They love Adam Armstrong. They want him back. But no, it's going good. Do you know what I mean? And we just need a... I mean, I texted Mickey Horswell. He's in, he's in, he's in Africa at the minute, and he's left his job because he's so sick of Sunderland. And that was fantastic to hear. He's going, we're going down, we're going down. I'm saying, just say it a bit louder, and I'll just uh, record it. <laughs> Honestly, believe that we're going in the right direction, and uh, it's fantastic, just for the fans mm. and for the players, and for Perez to get two goals. I think he needed them. Because his nose might have been feeling a little bit out of joint. He hasn't played well, um, has he, Susan? That's a problem, is well, it, with uh, Pio- Well, Perez. I know, but there seems to be a little bit of competition, do you know what I mean? Which is a healthy thing, isn't it? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? You can't, mm. uh, everybody want the fight and the speed. I love Richie. Oh, I think he's fantastic. That and I goal think, was tremendous, wasn't it? Oh, God. But I think I think Darlow is what keeper, mind you. Yeah, I agree. I really yeah. think he's the keeper. Do you know what I mean? Oh, and did you see Steve Harper on the news? What a miserable bugger he's become, isn't he? <laughs> eh? No, I didn't see him, no. Eh? Oh, you want to see him? He's, working, he's worse than Mark Lawrence. He makes the screen go funny. I thought, for God's sake, smile, you've got a job. Was this what anyway, was this on? Was this on the, the local one, or...? Well, I heard it was on Tine Tees. Tine Tees, eh? Oh, honestly, keep the kids from the fire. But anyway... <laughs> Dolo, I think, is the one to have. I'm going to go because I've had a little bit too much whiskey after work. <laughs> and that's got a... Wow. These things happen. <laughs> You've destroyed you, like. This is what the club do to you. <laughs> so what do you think but, the score's going to be tomorrow before you go? What do you think the score's going to be? Well, it's going to be a win. It's going to be a win. <laughs> um, but I'll include you in my tweet, a poll. Okay, and just to let we'll him know. We'll try and get that, him on. It'd be maybe fun to have him on. Well, you do anything at the minute, honestly. <laughs> Thanks, <laughs> love, Okay, have a lovely evening. Take oh, care. Take care, love. Bye, bye, bye darling. Bye, 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 love, dear. <laughs> she had me. She killed me at the start. I have to tell you that. 
She killed me in the other store. <laughs> 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 Proper quality, I'm telling you. We're supposed to be waiting for, Ga- for um, Chris Parry in uh, America, who's due to call in, but I'll bring in my the favourite caller who calls in weekly before we bring in uh, Chris. It's John, calling from wherever he's calling from now, Bristol, I believe. Good evening. Um, how are we doing, guys? Um, yes, you're right. Um, sunny Bristol. It's not exactly standing sunny Bristol. It's just <laughs> been awful this year, like, weather-wise. starting to rain. I know, it got me this morning. Yeah. I know, I know. But you well, must be, you must be, you must be very happy with uh, what happened the weekend for Celtic and obviously for Newcastle. And um, are you must are you excited for tomorrow for this week because it's obviously it's a big week as ever with Newcastle. Oh, it's massive! I mean, brilliant win yesterday by Celtic, but I won't go into that because um, I should have been should have stopped by six or seven. But that's another dear. But I'm <laughs> um, so happy being the supporter, Andrew. Really am. I mean, another great win Saturday. Three points, and um, I'm so glad for Perez, man, because um, uh, you'll see, I mean, he needs a break, sort of thing. He has to come out, sort of thing, and start showing his worth, and he delivered, you know? Mm. Yeah, I think the last couple of weeks of what, what Neil thinks, but uh, he, ha- he hasn't deserved to be anywhere near, that sc- anywhere near that squad, the way he's been playing. But those two goals, the way he takes them, it, there's definitely something about him. It's just um, keeping it... Um, you know, keeping it consistent. What do you think, Neil? Well, yeah, I think... Uh, I've got along with that. It's consistency. He's also looked short of strength in this division. Mm. Where, and, and But, I mean, when you see how he finishes and how mm. he can finish, there's absolutely no doubt about he's got quality. That's why we picked him up the way we did from Spain. He, mm. You know, and he, he when he can volleyball the way he does, I mean, that... that, that first time finish for the opening goal mm. and that sweeping shot for the second uh, his second was um, they're two hard shots to make you see players fluff them every week mm. they get underneath them put them over um, and he's got talent there's absolutely no doubt about that whether the squad rotations keep them a bit more honest maybe he's just somebody who likes to rest on his laurels on occasion mm. and thinks he's, he's yeah. there and can take his foot off the gas and it, it could be a number of reasons it could just be that Benitez knows the games to get the best out of them and when to use them and when not to. Uh, yeah, it jo- could be all of the above, you know? Yeah, it could be. John, it's, it's interesting because I think when um, Perez came and, he, and he's playing, obviously, in the Premiership, he, he's, his work uh, outside the box and pushing players, it's, it seemingly d- diminished once he got that contract late last season, uh, the, the transfer window. And he's flattered to deceive ever since then. But mm-hmm. you've got to play him. I think Rafa's definitely got a, got into him that he's going to play him on whatever games deems fit, and then he'll take him out again. Absolutely. I mean, he's only a teenager what you guys are seeing. But, um, you know, he's only 21. There's a lot of work. On speaking to the, the, yeah. I, speaking to the phone, mate, I can hardly hear you. Say again. Oh, sorry, sorry. It's that funny. Sorry. I was just saying, I believe you guys talking about your teeth, right? I mean, he's only a young lad. He's 21. I mean, he's got technique, he's got the skill, and he needs to beef up a little bit. And also, he's got to produce and deliver every single week. Because you know he can do it. Mm. I mean, I've got every faith in this lad. I mean, I'm not going to blame him, you know, because, um, because he can be a very good player. But I agree with you, right? I mean, if he just scores a couple more goals... 
work harder sort of thing as well, like you just said, work outside the box as well. And then we've got a gem on we got a gem on our hands, you know what I mean? But I hope he stays for a long, long time and Rafa will make him a better player, I really do. I think it's I think it's just a question of nurturing, isn't it, Neil? With mm-hmm. with with um with with Perez, I think he's a young lad, and um, I think if he had, if he had been sold, he would have just gone into some other team in Spain, and and you know even if he'd gone to Barcelona, he would have been absolutely nowhere near the the first team, wouldn't he, Neil? Of course not. Of course not. And course this not. is it. But it's about nurture, development, um, and allowing players to find ways to improve in all areas and. Like I say, early season he looked he looked short of pace and he looked short of strength, um, and there was no evidence of that at the weekend. So um, it's the right kind of development for a player, and I wonder, you know, how many of the the, the last squad that went down the, se- the season in the championship actually seemed to toughen some of them up for some of the, you know, if you think speak up, Neil, I can hardly hear you. If, you. if you think what Colaccini was like when he went de- when we went down. Yeah, and then that season he had in the championship and the first season he had back up he was a different player to the one that took with down mm-hmm. and so that experience could do him, do him well you know um, mm-hmm. and, and certainly he could, if we go back up Perez could return to the player return to the premiership rather a different player yeah the, the, the thing is it is it is interesting isn't it with all the players like, now obviously we're all now speculating about, about January John that mm-hmm. you know, the I think um, with I think uh, Shelby being probably the only one in the in the midfield that seems to can make things happen. Um, you you do worry a little bit um, if if he if obviously something happens to him, uh, we're going to be a bit short, especially with the workman like players in the team. But you 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 can imagine Rafa's obviously on the case already, and um, you know a few nips and tucks in January. I agree with you. I mean, I totally agree. I mean, John Joe's been absolutely tremendous for the season. I mean, those couple of games were yeah, dodgy, but dodgy, at, the end yeah. of the, at, at the end of the day, sort of thing, he's come on to us, on. he's passing those, those passes. It's unbelievable. He can pass the ball to feet, and he's, um, he's just absolutely fantastic. It's just watching John Joe Shelby at the minute is just like watching John Elway or Dan Marino playing American football, you know what I mean? He's like a quarterback. He makes things happen, right? He, he's just unbelievable this season, but we can't afford to um, get him injured. Otherwise, being out, no one's going to pass the ball and knowing that there's no creativity. And I like to see a creativity on our team. And if we can keep him for the whole of the season, then I think John Joe will be an asset to the club. I really do. Yeah, he's got. I think he's got the perfect manager to keep him that that way as well, hasn't Absolutely. he, uh, Neil? Sorry, Andrew. He's got the perfect manager, hasn't he, to uh, be able to keep him focused, motivated, driven you'd, than Rafa. You'd think, you'd think so, and you would hope so, because um, that's certainly what Chelsea needs. Uh, is that that it would appear that focus to be the best he can be in many different ways and not let his weight go all over the place again and and and, and you know, tackle some of these things that seem to have dogged him. Um, and, and certainly, when he's playing some of the balls he's playing and strolling through the midfield the way he is, there's no doubt the lad's a talent. And, you know, again, back in the Premiership, he'd be on the stage, they'd be talking England squad again. 
Um, that's not going to happen until he gets back in the Premiership, though, I would imagine. Um, or, or am I getting ahead of myself? <laughs> yeah. um, I've heard Graham Bailey. He's had his effect tonight, isn't he? Yeah, go ahead, John. I've got to concern about you said about an England squad. I mean, I'd love to see John Joe in the England squad, but not until next season. I'll tell you for why. Yeah. Because we want to benefit him first in Newcastle. We want to get out of this championship before it's back in the Premier right. League before we talk mm-hmm. about John Joe getting in the Premier League because at the end of the year, right, it would be very benefit to us and not for England. Mm-hmm. But back on to John Joe again, right, I mean, this guy, I've noticed, he's lost a lot of weight, he's lost a stone, and I've noticed he looks a lot leaner, hungrier, mm-hmm. fitter, right? And I'll mm-hmm. tell you something, He's like a different John Joe that we all know what he can do, and I do recognise him. When he first came, to be honest with you, I didn't recognise him, but no. Well, he got booed, didn't he? He got booed when he was brought out to the midweek game. He was booed by the fans. Well, last <laughs> season. Well, if that's the case, if he got booed, that's the case. That's not right. You've got to get behind the lads. You've got to get behind the team, whoever feared, right? <laughs> And, um, but um, it's not nice to be your own players there, but um, where was a laugh, I don't know, but at the end of the day sort of thing, I'm glad he stayed because yeah. um, he wants to prove a point to us. He's not one of those players that's going to come in and say, right, you know what, once get relegated, I've got to walk away like Andrew Townsend, the yeah. snake, and that's what I'm going to call him, the snake, because he comes <laughs> in, and then he decides to walk away. So, no, I'm sorry, but... Um, the sooner we get about Andrews, right? let's put it this way, would it be fantastic if we went, we got promoted, right? And I think mm-hmm. we will do. And Sunderland and Palace get relegated. <laughs> would that make my season last? <laughs> <laughs> that's a great, that's a great question that one. Well, I've got, I've got to bring in my last guest for the show, and that's Chris Price in the US. Thanks for coming on, John. Give me a score for tomorrow. I will do. Well, I'm going to say we're going to win tomorrow to probably 2-1 because Preston are a bit better. And on Saturday, it's going to be very, very tough. But I'm going to see it's going to buy the alcohol. It's going to be 2-1 on Tuesday tomorrow and 1-0 on Saturday. Oh, good stuff. Good stuff. Thanks a lot, John. Pleasure as no ever. Thanks. I'll catch you next week, mate, OK? Catch you next week, mate. Cheers. Take care. Cheers. Bye. Well, we're going to bring in our US connection, who's probably playing a round of golf or uh, trying to big up his cowboys. Good evening, good afternoon uh, to you, Chris. How are you? I'm doing fine, guys. How about to you? Not too bad. Not too bad. Good Neil's obviously Neil's doing as as good as ever. So tell me, uh, how does it feel uh, in the raffulation of Newcastle United in the US? Well, I just uh, it, it, it's such a weird feeling to be just the team just be playing this well just every time you see a tweet it's 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 everything's all positive and uh and the teams just keep and the team keeps getting results one of the thing that the things that I was driving me crazy it was that I thought that Newcastle should not just be winning these games they should be dominating these games these matches and they are now them they're really starting to take this league by the scruff of its neck and uh, and just control everything, and hopefully they stay on the front foot in the ascendancy. Uh, guys like you know, John Joe has uh, really found some form. I I want to caution. I mean, 
this is the championship, okay? I mean, yeah. until, until yeah. John Joe is, is – he's not going to get away with spraying those 40-yard passes in the premiership. I mean, where guys just let it go right over their heads mm-hmm. and then allow, you know, and, and, and allow Gale just to run onto it. I mean, that is like a once-in-a-ten opportunity to try to pull that thing off in the prem. And he seems like he gets, he gets those occasions all the time. At this, uh, at you know, in this league, someone is you got an ambulance outside your your door. My house, yeah, yeah. Okay, so you know, so I mean, so that's, I mean, so yeah, I mean, so guys, so so that's the one thing I caution. I mean, I I love that the team is playing well. I think that Rafa Benitez has had a huge, huge impact, and and just the morale of the team, the morale of the fans, the morale of everything, and I and I just want to stay on this uh, on this good path and. I, I just uh, we'll, we'll see what happens next year because you and I both know we all remember that when we just dominated that first that the championship we went up to we went up to the <laughs> we went up and it when it was there was some hard rock mining there for a couple you know for a couple months until we got until uh, and then of course Hutton was was knocked out the door and next thing you know Pardue comes in and somehow every, you know everything's great so I, I but. So I'm, I'm, you know, so I, I, you know what I call it, gentlemen? I call it being cautiously optimistic. I, when I interview coaches all the time here in the states with my, you know, with my reporter job, a lot of them like to always use the term cautiously optimistic, and that's kind of how I am about Newcastle United right now. But I'm enjoying just how we've been able to take these teams to really just take them out behind the woodshed and uh, and and take them apart uh, over and over again each on each one of these matches. Do you think uh, Graham Bailey was right? As a Middlesbrough fan, I'll have to tell you that, but saying that Newcastle fans, with regards to Rafa, are getting ahead of themselves after you know trying to make it sound that he's he's a, he's on the same level as Kevin Keegan, um, Bobby Robson, of that ilk. Do you agree with Do you agree with what he said there? Do you think we're getting a bit ahead of ourselves, thinking you know you know this? This league is already a done deal, and we we are getting a bit ahead of ourselves. Well, we certainly are all drinking the Newcastle Brown Ale right now. There's no doubt about that. I mean, we are just everyone's lovey dovey, and 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 we love it. But uh, I I just think a, a little bit of cynicism is not a bad thing for a Newcastle fan right now because we have seen how bad it can get. And as long as we keep that in mind, we'll never go back to that again. You know, the team, the fans, the city, the support, everything has been just magnificent. And and I hope that we all remember that, you know, at this time last year, we were all miserable. Absolutely miserable. Terrible, wasn't it? Yeah. I mean, it was, we could see no light at the end of the tunnel. And of course, it is fun to, to you know, to sit there and look at Sunderland and some of these other teams and how, how awful they are right now. Mm-hmm. But I'm afraid that if we don't – I just want us to learn our lesson so we're not in the exact same boat when you and I talk to each other next, next year in October where we're almost in the bottom of the premiership just languishing and Rafa Benitez is looking for other – you know, looking to try to jump ship. And I, really, I hope that's not going to be the case because it does seem to me like he's built a very good, solid foundation for us to build from. Yeah, I think, uh, I think when it comes to – the good thing to hear about Rafa is that when you hear that he's thinking about the next three windows, just shows you that after Liverpool and now after a certain, you know, when it comes to Real Madrid and you look at what what happened to Chelsea where he won a trophy even though they were really nasty to him, 
this is his, as he, as we always keep on saying, project. But you can imagine every single position. If we go up, it's not certain. I think we all get a little bit ahead of ourselves when we think we're going to get promoted. But um, the fact that he is thinking long and long term, and he will, by the sounds of it, he will be allowed to get on with it. Um, you, you can imagine even in January, uh, as we've already discussed, that there might be changes, players shipped out. Um, it's it's going to be, and Newcastle haven't got started yet, really, ever, Chris. Yeah, they've. I mean, I mean, <laughs> Ipswich Town is not Chelsea. <laughs> yeah. you know? I mean, yeah. Barnsley, Barnsley is not. I mean, let's just let's just let's just come out and say it. I mean, Barnsley is not West Brom when West Brom's fighting for their lives and they're going to do whatever it takes to try to get a point. Yeah, I mean, it's just it's a different level of competition, but that's okay. We all felt going down this year that Newcastle had no business being in this division, and they're showing it. They're showing it in with flying colors, and that's what you'd expect a team that had no business going down to do. And what you, what, what I hope, and what Neil and I hope, I just want us to learn our lesson yeah. this time. Yeah, we didn't learn it six years ago. There's a good well, point, I isn't it, Neil? I want to learn our lesson. I think that's, that's why you're hearing talk of we're planning the next three windows. Mm. We're, we're looking, to, hopefully, because Rafa's been given those football keys to the kingdom, that he is going to be able to not be bound by some stupid um, remit on transfers, that he's going to be allowed to bring in the people that he will then. It's clear he's brought people in to get us up. And the next stage is he'll bring people in to keep us up. And then you build from there. And it's building that base, that solid foundation that allows we then also to bring players through. Something we've stopped doing. You're abs- Neil, you're absolutely right, and, and Andrew too. He has brought players in to get Newcastle up. These are not guys that are going to win the Champions League. These are guys that know how to fight and claw and scratch in this division to get the job done. Now, do they deserve an opportunity in the Premiership once they get the job done? Of course, but but he he just seems he has a he has a direct vision on what this club looks like for the next couple of years. And I hate to say it, but I think if these things continue the way they are right now. Mike Ashley may go down as a much better owner than we are going to give him credit for three or four years ago because he's staying out of it. Apparently, the Chinese consortium tried to buy the club or something, and Mike Ashley said no. So who knows? I mean, maybe, maybe this is how it's going to happen. He's going to stay out of it. He's going to enjoy that, that Rafa Benitez, who he's put in charge, is running things. I mean, guys, knock on wood, how many injuries – has Newcastle had this year on the training ground or some other pulled hamstring or pulled muscle or every other godforsaken thing that kept <laughs> players off the pitch? They have not happened because Benitez went in and, and improved the facilities and improved the this. And I was just stunned at that they needed improving to begin with. I thought Newcastle was like one of the richest clubs in the world how could their facilities have needed improving and uh, to me that's just one of the many things he's done Neil? well yeah we'll, we'll pass that the, the injury disease down nine miles down the road i think 
But um, I, I think there was always certain question marks over the facilities and the houses for a long time. But Talk it, a bit you're right, louder. I think it, it's, it's about the facilities. It's not just about the facilities, it's about their use and the planning and everything else, you know? Yeah, it's, I think uh, it's, it's just something else. Yeah, I think he's he's gone in, but he's completely changed it, hasn't he? It's like, I think uh, the facilities, he's, he said, right, I want this, I want that, and they've done it. And even after the game on Saturday, he said, have you got any injuries? No, everything's fine, got a few knocks, but we move on to the next game. You know, he, I think the fact that they're going into every day and they're training every day, not be given days off, uh, you know, it, it should strength. Well, you know, they always say, don't they? If you're feeling, if you're, if you're feeling a bit down, get a bit of exercise because it releases a lot of things in your in your mind. It makes you more focused. God, he's got them focused, all right. Yeah, and and like I said, I mean, we don't want to hear it, and we've all been the biggest Mike Ashley bashers in the world. But what's the definition of insanity? Is to do the same thing over and over and over and over again. Yeah. Well, he stopped being insane. He has completely <laughs> stepped back put the perfect manager and coach in place, give them the funds, the resources, and the wherewithal to do what needs to be done, and he has stepped out of the spotlight. And I'm, I'm, if he keeps it like this, like I said, we may go down thinking that Ashley wasn't such a bad owner after all. After all. But we're going to have to see what's going to happen over the future if he's going to try to get his grubby hands back into the situation. But right now, man, it's, it's, it's pretty nice. It really is. I mean, there's players playing well. They're 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 scoring goals. They're keeping clean sheets. It seems like that uh, Newcastle's been able to kind of handle more now the uh, physicalness of this division. And uh, and what I'm looking forward to and seeing and uh, what I really want to do is I'd like to see Newcastle matched up against the Premiership side, which will only happen if they keep winning games in the Carling Cup. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be an interesting game tomorrow. It's, it's live on Being Sports. Uh, tomorrow, so it's going a very interesting day tomorrow. I think for everybody, just to you know, to keep to keep the feel good factor. Give me a score for tomorrow before I end the show, Chris. I'm keeping. I'm going to give you a feel good factor. Three nil. Three nil. And what about the game on Saturday? Hey, it, hey, it's been like three. Was it three nil the last three or four matches? Let's keep it rolling. Yeah, exactly. I agree. What about the game on Saturday? Now, the game on Saturday is going to be a little bit tougher because you're coming off, they'll be coming off the deal. I, I, do, think, I do think that Newcastle is going to win, but I, I'm more aligned like a 1-0 or a 2-1, maybe even a 1-0. It seems like they've done a pretty good job of keeping clean sheets now. Things, you know, balls are bouncing off posts, and things are happening for Newcastle for once instead of against Newcastle. It's kind of nice. Yeah, so it's going to be interesting what team they play because they may play a weakened team just with, with Saturday in mind. I think Newcastle got lots and lots of options, so we could damage them uh, quite quite well. Fingers crossed. But thanks for coming well, it helps, on, Chris. It, yeah. it, it, hey, guys, final question. It, it just yeah. helps when you've got a guy who's firing goals like Gale is. I mean, it just makes everything so much easier. And that's what Newcastle has lacked for the last three or four years, is that guy. Remember, we've, we've talked about how Newcastle have dominated matches and they can't score because they don't have that guy that puts the ball in the back of the net. Granted, I haven't got a chance to see the matches because, you know, that's just how it is yeah. now. I've been watching the highlights, yeah. and these goals that are being scored, these are not like perfect set-up passes and things like that. These are guys that are taking their touch and firing at home. Yeah. I mean, and, that, and to me, that just shows you how, how Gale is. And Anyway, I mean, I'm, I'm, just enjoying, I'm just enjoying being a Newcastle fan right now. 
Yeah, it's great to hear. Thanks so much, Chris. We'll catch you next week, okay? Thanks a lot, mate. All right, guys. Cheers, Thanks guys. A lot. Take care, Chris. Chris. Bye-bye. Cheers, now. Always great. Always great to have Chris on the show. It's always nice to have the USA take on it. Well, it's been a fantastic show. <laughs> so many guests on tonight. It's been really, really good. And uh, obviously, special thanks to to Neil Mitchell on the show as ever weekly with me. Good night. Good night, Neil. We'll ca- we'll we'll catch it up next week. But I'll speak Bye, to you, man. Anyway. All right. Thanks a lot.